everyone. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, thank you for tuning in to seeing Sebastian here, what you're listening to. Uh, Sebastian won't be on tonight, but I will be having a good friend over. He is a game journalist, and, you know, honestly, the way he talks about games is uh, sometimes the way I, t- I talk about comics. And he taught me a couple of things about comics as well, you know, Turner like me. So, you know, without further ado, Gary Judy. <laughs> Freaking cool. myself out. <laughs> so shall I introduce myself? <laughs> yes, please. Let's do introductions. Garrett, uh, I met you at the gas station, and uh, yeah, we're always right interesting here. character. Thanks. Yeah. So please tell me, tell us about yourself. Yeah, my name is Garrett Judy. I'm from Eastern Washington. If you're from around there or in the Smash community, I go by G Bear. Nice. One of my buddy runs pretty much uh, monthly tournaments over there. So oh shit. Like I used to commentate as G Bear, play tournaments, stuff like that. Ex game journalist, currently freelance, doing some other stuff. Uh, my Twitter tag is simply Garrett Judy. Nice, nice. I'm gonna have to grab your Twitter after this too. Yeah, it's um, pretty simple, easy to find. Nice. Uh, so what's going on, man? Like, what? Uh, why'd you start off in game journalism? How'd that go? That was more or less me graduating college and trying to find. A couple of jobs, one that allowed me to put some money in my pocket, and one that allowed me to talk about what I love, which is video games. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool, man. And how long have you been doing that for? Ever since you, like, but you, I'm sure you did it before college, too, though, you know? like About two-ish years, like, more formally, but uh, I was writing for an online publication that didn't have much of a gaming section, so they were like, hey, man, run free, do whatever you want, and nice. that was really good, but in the same sense... Uh, like a news outlet that doesn't focus on a specific niche topic like video games isn't going to have a lot of people there that care enough to pay attention to the section that you've added about video games. Makes sense. So it wasn't crazy successful. <sighs> Still, though, that must have been cool to be like running your own section of a publication. Yeah, it was nice. It was fun. What did you get to do? Did you get to do anything cool? or Pretty much whatever. Uh, I did not very many reviews. I okay. tried to like... Stay away from them? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's easy. That's simple. Every once in a while, I would throw one and be like, hey, no one's playing Mario and Luigi Dream Team, and they need to, so here you go. <laughs> but I was covering a lot more, like, current news topics and uh, that kind of bleeble blabble. Did, uh, did they give you stuff to, like, to play, or did you usually have to find it yourself? Did they? Um, I mean, there were some perks and some things, but, like, I was not being contacted by developers and getting Damn. games and stuff, but okay. I was like getting into packs or SoccerCon for free with Press Patch. Oh crap! No, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when did you go to PAX? Uh, I went to the most recent one here in oh, Seattle. Oh wow! Fifteen. How was that? It was a pretty big blast. There was uh, some good tournaments. I had a couple of buddies do really well in Smash. I mostly. I haven't been to PAX before, so yeah, yeah, yeah. my experience there was uh, running around and, like, maybe a little less professional than should have been, <laughs> but uh, I was also helping out with the Cookie Brigade, which What's that? is something that one of my friends is a part of, and they make a bunch of baked goods, and then they sell them, and then they give the money to different charities focused around kids, specifically... Um, 
I think child's play is what it's called. <laughs> okay. Like a group of underprivileged kids that don't have a lot of great things like games and this group pretty much buys things like that and helps out so kids cool. who don't have much. Wow, very awesome. In Seattle area? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We're going to have to, uh, what, what was it called? The Cookie Brigade? Yeah, the Cookie Brigade. Cookie Brigade, okay. We're going to have to check that out. I'm sh- do they have a Twitter? I think so. Oh, I'm sure they do. If they don't have a Twitter, they should have a Twitter. The Cookie Brigade. At the Cookie Brigade. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> PAX was a hoot and a holler. And, uh, oh man, they just had like cabinets lined up and lined up. And there were way too many lines. And they were like giant, massive Dark Souls, Dark Souls statues with like, a sword dripping out of someone's chest and there was just like a fountain a giant yeah it was <laughs> it was pretty wicked oh that's actually pretty cool yeah it was a fun oh, tournament uh my boy teddy he's he's uh he goes by bladewise in the smash community he brought like the only crt to play melee on and then what? won the tournament and then there was no prize what so the previous year um jam and toast won Maybe that might have been the year before, and they gave a specific amount of points. They were like, "Hey, go down to our prize room and like buy a prize with these points we gave you." So he walked away with like seventeen mangas, right? Oh shit! Okay, that's cool. a pretty sweet prize. Yeah, it's not bad. And then twenty fifteen, there was no prize. So Bladewise enjoyed the satisfaction of winning without an actual prize. This is kind of a bummer. I guess that's enough. You don't really need anything, but it'd be nice if they at least gave you a consolation. It's just something that says, "Hey." You were here. Yeah, you're putting in the time. You're carrying the TV <laughs> a couple of blocks. Just give him some. This is like first world problems. So like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, not enough prize money. Where's my fine money? I got mangoes last year. Can I at least get that? Ah, oh, dude. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I think the only con I've ever been to was uh, New York Comic Con, and that was a couple years ago. Nice. Yeah, there was um. Someone had, and I'm sure every year it was always going to be a crazy costume, but someone was on stilts, and it had built, like, a paper mache Hulk. Nice. But it was nine feet tall. So this dude is just walking around, and he looks like the Hulk. Oh, it was the best. And it was all paper mache That's intense. Oh, man. Yeah. I yeah, had pictures of that. sweet things. Dude, yeah. Um, trying to figure out, I saw a couple of, um, obviously Batman, Superman, so, mm-hmm. you know, they have all those. They had a almost like a Mexican Justice League. It was the funniest thing. Yeah, just everyone's just Hispanic and just dressed up like a costume. Yeah, that's from the financial problem. Fucking roommate Valerie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's badass. So you know, so you got that's the only one you've been to. You didn't go to any other cons besides that, or? Um, I haven't really traveled much for it, but Seattle gets. Packs and soccer con, so those are the two I've been to. What's that? What's soccer con? It's, it's soccer? a big uh, Sakura con, soccer oh, okay. con, whatever. Okay. It's an anime convention. Oh, okay, that makes Happens sense. annually. It's. So, so the, it's a soccer con. Is there a convention? I mean, there should be, right? It's at the Seattle Convention Center, and it's you know a weekend of amazing anime, and uh, they'll bring in some people to like give panels, talk about animes that they voice acted for, and then like other people. If you have a panel idea, you're like, hey, I've read uh, Howl's Moving Castle like 45 times and I want to make a panel that discusses the finer points that are hidden within the book and not yeah. present in the movie. Like, bam, you can make a panel about that. That's really cool. So, yeah, it's a hoop and a holler. I, um, I just read that, it's not Howl's Moving Castle, but it was Princess Mononoke. Mm. Um, the creator had just come out and said that it was about leprosy. 
Yeah. Yeah, I and I, apparently a lot of people <laughs> have been like saying that for a while. It's just interesting to see that. Yeah, he usually goes with some uh, pretty real world tones hidden in there. Well, he was saying that for like to do that, he was like visiting people who had leprosy, like lepers essentially, and people who had been cured, and like just seeing how people deteriorate. And that's what he wanted to make the movie about. I was like, huh, okay then. Like that's yeah, crazy. That's intense. Oh, All right, Sakurakan. That one I have not been to. I got to a horror, uh, horror convention once. That was interesting. Yeah, not a very good, like, horror films. Because, you know, they have, like, these little panels. Mm-hmm. But it was still pretty cool. But nice. You see some crazy people. Um, I think one of the people that was there with us was on Salvia. <laughs> it was the oddest thing ever. I'm like, and, and he was, like, freaking out. Like, I, I need water. I'm like, uh, I'm going to walk away. I know I, I feel bad saying that, but at the same time, it's like, ah... <laughs> uh, no, dude, why would you not tell anyone? We drove here, and all of a sudden, you just pull out this bowl, and you're just going to do salvia. What? <laughs> yeah, so that was an interesting trip. Oh, man. Um, okay, cool, but what? Uh, what's your next thing? What's going on, like, after, like, since, you know, no game journalism, what happens now since that place folded? Yeah, it's been a lot more personal creative endeavors I'm working on. Some poetry type chapbook stuff, okay. which is to say, like small self-published books. Very cool. And uh, you know, getting some content that I feel confident about created. So, are you thinking about moving away from like, journalism and more into fiction? Uh, I've always been a writer, but it's more so that I have lost faith in gaming journalism. <laughs> Why is that? It is. There are like certain things that you can do on your own that yeah. you can start and be successful, and there are certain things that you need to join a well-established group in order to be moderately successful at. And I don't think game journalism is something. That well, I mean, have you tried like the YouTube thing? No, no, I haven't. Because a lot of people like get a lot of perks just from doing that. Like, yeah. Uh, Cheryl, I'm sure you met her. Of course you met her. <laughs> you kicked both her asses in melee. Uh, but she has a roommate who, that's what he does. He does YouTube gaming. Mm-hmm. And all he does is play games and they give him stuff. Yeah. It's just like, interesting. There's certain ways to go about it. I'm sure there are avenues. I've got there. a buddy called the Every Game Guy. Okay. Who has it, the grand idea that he will play every video game. So he's got a pretty nice catalog. If you want to find him, just like search for every, it, game, every guy. game guy. Yeah, he's on Twitch. He's uh, on Facebook. Twitter, I'm sure, too. I think he's made it through like about 400 or so games. Wow. It's also but how not many to are say, there, though? Yeah, it's, it's a, a goal <laughs> that is ultimately unreachable, in my opinion. I but, mean, are you going to even... Okay, is he going to beat them all, or is he just no, going to play okay, them? like... Yeah, there are there are limitations because he is playing things that are really old and on, you know, all kind of whatever consoles. But you have to at least play it for 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Got to dip your feet. Uh, and however long he goes, besides that, it's ultimately up to him. It's okay. all, it's up to the people that watch if they, you know. Oh, okay. Are into so it depends it. on what what he what he's playing. Like, so it's a Twitch thing. Like, don't yeah. tell him like, hey, don't play us anymore. This yeah, really totally. Sucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, he streams on Twitch. So, so how does he get these games? He just looks around for old consoles? Like, he what's going on? is... Alright, I 
I love games, yeah. but like I haven't really collected. Like growing up, if I were to get a game, like I'd play it and I'd beat it and I'd maybe keep it or I'd maybe get rid of it. You know, or sometimes get, get rid lost. of a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, Mark Parker is a hoarder and he doesn't get rid of games. So he has a basement full of games that he's collected over the years. <laughs> and on top of that, once he started to get going, his friend said, "Oh, like." You need some games? <laughs> I got a bunch of games you can play. Oh, nice. So he has stacks and stacks and stacks of games to play. Very cool. But, I mean, how does so how does he do it on Twitch? Because he, he's got to go from different consoles, right? Yeah, he's got a pretty good um, streaming setup. There are certain things that I don't think he has managed to dip into yet, like 3DS. I'm sure. He's got, like, some weird capture card, whatever. Wow, very cool. But, you know, he does what he can. Is he going to play the original Pong at some point? Maybe. I, I'm not sure if he has or not. <laughs> kind of cool, especially if you stream that. I mean, ultimately, he has to. He knows that. There's some tough games to get through, though. I mean, uh, I guess it's good he doesn't have to beat them. But yeah, some that, would, tough game. that would be way too much. But then at the same time, you're like, man, I just put like five hours into Final Fantasy Tactics. And, uh, <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know what it is about me and gaming. I I like playing games. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just can't sit down all the time. Just There are some games, though, like L.A. Noir. Mm-hmm. I, I will sit down and play L.A. Noir for hours. I don't care. It's just so awesome. It's such a realized game. Yeah, it's a great you know, setting. You know, like, yeah, it's the 40s, right after World War II. You're in Hollywood. You're investigating crimes, and you get to, like, read people's, like, expressions. I felt like a cop. Yeah, your character is legit, and he's just like, I can draw this perfectly. This dude, is fine. Oh, dude, it's such a great game. And then uh, another one, uh, Max Payne 3. I actually haven't played any Max Oof. Payne games. I played Max Payne 1. Um, you know, it was fine. It was cool. I liked the bullet time. Bullet that time. Was, yeah, that was really awesome. But yeah. I don't... I, Maybe it's a Rockstar thing, or a Take... I think it was Take-Two. Or maybe it wasn't Take-Two that published the game. Rockstar is at least a part of them now. Yeah, I know Rockstar worked on Max Payne 3, because they had sold the IP to them. I forgot who owned the original IP for Max Payne. But they sold it to, to Rockstar, or they bought it, or whatever the hell the issue is. But it looked amazing. The story was great. It looked like this this crazy noir comic book thing where every cutscene, it was just so cool. And the mechanics were awesome. And you'd think for a, you know, Rockstar usually does the open world games, you know, those, that's usually, that's their bread and butter. But, oh man, ah, I, I love being led around like on a narrative. That's just great. So yeah, those two games, I don't think I'll ever put it down though. And I gotta throw in Bioshock Infinite. That's a great game. That's a brutal game. Oh, I'm getting it again. Just now they uh, launched the backwards compatibility. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting it for Xbox One. It's a. I don't think people address the brutality of it that what do you much. Mean? It's a jarring game. Violence-wise. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, everything about the presentation of the violence really gets to me. Mm. Like uh, your grapple or whatever, your melee attack. You like beat people in the head yeah. with like a spinning I don't even really want to call it a blade but <laughs> the sound that gets made when you hit it's like a piano it's really jarring 
And you're normally when you're like killing someone in a video game, you're like, oh, they're dead. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and in Bioshock Infinite, like, oh, I feel it every time. I just like smash someone's head in. Well, there was blood, wasn't it? There was yeah, like blood it's, animation. It's. I feel like they did it very strongly. Is it is it Kevin Levine? Who was it, Kevin Levine? I think so. The creator, but. Oh yeah, yeah. He was, he was one in three. Bioshock one, and Bioshock Infinite. And then when you looped it all around, that's something that I don't think you can do in a lot of mediums. Like, you know, gaming is an, an interesting one because it's not a passive thing. You know, you have to, you're the one that's like actively trying to get through these levels. And they're not, there's not a lot of games or especially in the past where you couldn't really get people really into a story unless it was like a really good game. But nowadays with the cutscenes and how everything looks, it hit home for me. That's good. Like, which, whatever, spoiler alert, when fucking you realize that you're in this alternate dimension now, and you're seeing parallel realities, and you're walking through this um, boardwalk to get to a lighthouse, and there's a bunch of lighthouses everywhere. Dude, mm-hmm. it was trippy as shit. Yeah. And then when you have the, the girls, yeah, and then you have the Elizabeth. girls. Yeah, Elizabeth. Drowning, all the Elizabeths drowning Booker DeWitt. Yeah. At that area where you're getting cleansed. Like, what? Dude. I don't think I've ever been so blown away by a game. And I just want to play through it again just to experience it again. It's, pay attention to, because, like, I think the intro is great. You know, you come in, you try to get into the city. One, the city, that's a huge set piece. That's amazing for all of its own reasons. Two, uh, like, the preacher's. And your character interaction there, and like the forced baptism. Yes. Holy shit, that's serious. Yes. And then, and then, like, boom, then you're into it, and you're just like, feel those kills. It, it got me as soon as um it started when you're kind of like in that room, and you're walking around, you're trying to interact with things, and it doesn't really let you go anywhere except for this one door. And I, I think as soon as that happened, it got me. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean. Did you play the DLC for it? No. Okay, you have to. Okay. You go to Rapture. I know you go to yeah. Rapture, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Season Pass gave you a couple things. It gave you Clash in the Cloud, Clouds, which is like a horde mode. Mm. You, uh, you know, keep going through rounds, kill enemies, and that's also like buy your weapons and your perks along the way. Or you can spend the money to buy concept art and shit like that, which is super nifty in my yeah. opinion. Like, I'll totally spend time on a game <laughs> if I can hang out and, like, find out more behind-the-scenes oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, especially if it's something that's so deep. And I, then totally. there were two episodes, uh, Burial at Sea, episode oh, one okay, and two. Yeah. One of them, you play as a Booger DeWitt, that's pretty standard. One of them, you play as Elizabeth. Yes, I heard that. And that's a pretty big change on the gameplay. Can you create, um, you know, you know how in Bioshock Infinite she threw out, like, certain areas Elizabeth, she rip off in Elizabeth reality? doesn't, uh, no, no, Elizabeth no, okay. doesn't do that but she also doesn't perform the same as booker mm. booker you know like hand cannons and shit and elizabeth is uh a shift in gameplay where you're trying to be more stealthy where you're not a brute more or less so you don't have you you can use weapons though right but i'm sure but she has a much more limited arsenal oh wow okay. but the story that they managed to give you because you already know from infinite that like their alternate universes and their different possibilities they grasp that, and they're like, if we were to really examine a story in Rapture with these characters, it could look like this, and it, it's so great. 
Does it go back to the original like uh, Rapture, like right after everything, like Andrew Ryan? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, and... this is this is not the beginning of Bioshock One. This is like before the fall of Rapture, with Elizabeth and Booker not knowing each other, being in Rapture. What? And yeah. Just walking around. You have to like they're doing stuff. They they've got their own things going on, but it's definitely something you have to play if you play. Okay, I'm good. I I from what I heard. If you get Bioshock Infinite or whatever game on Xbox One, you can also find the DLC. So, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, you gotta play it. Oh, okay. I have, like, I got, um, like, five games from, like, Microsoft. Mm -hmm. I did some survey thing for them where you played some test games or something. And they gave me Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then, like, four older games. Mm -hmm. I might go into GameStop, trade those in, and get myself some Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, man. Dude, okay. That sounds like the thing to do then. Okay, uh, well, anyways, back to, I don't, were we, uh, talking about journalism? What were you doing after that? Oh, yeah. So, working on, like, creative endeavors. So, are you, do you have anything written down already, or, or anything finished, or no? I'm pretty close to finishing, uh, okay, so I tried this idea. That I probably shouldn't say on like a public format, but it is. Uh, I took a music album. I took the entire contents lyrically. We'll say, for example, the album "Make Yourself" by Incubus in the '90s because I love that album. Incubus is shit. Okay, and then I, I took all of the lyrics and I broke them and I took sections and I rearranged and like I made a poem out of that album with all their lyrics in a way that wasn't. In the intention of the artist. You know what's so funny is um, you bear a striking resemblance right now to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. You hear what he uh, what he did when uh, he was like uh, doing that copyright shit when he was still, like taking like art and doing other stuff with it and people were saying he was stealing and he, he had to apologize and then he started apologizing but using apologies from other people. And then when they, when they caught him on that... Oh, yeah. man, it's so good. Yeah, and they caught him on that. He got, like, three different apologies, and then they got them all together and made a new kind of apology. And it, it's interesting because... I mean, I'm guessing what he's saying is that these are just words. You can't own words, and you just rearrange them, and it's, it's a totally different thing, isn't it? Yeah, there are a lot of lines between, like, what is creatively yours and what is creative already well I, I guess the issue is intellectual property yeah it's that point but I don't know I the stuff with like Shia LaBeouf I, I actually find it cool and funny did you hear about the thing he did where he like rented out a a room and then he wore a paper bag yes didn't he get raped or some shit whoa you didn't hear that no yeah no. He, it was like these two uh, it was like this couple had come in and they tried to like do something to him and they had to get the cops and everything. They get him kicked out. That was a story. But I don't know if it was shot or not. But yeah, like, because apparently you could do anything you wanted when you were in there. He did it, um, he did another one where he sat down in a theater and he was watching all the movies he's ever made in reverse chronological order. So he started with, like, Fury and it ends with, like, the Even Stevens movie. Oh, man. And he live-streamed the whole thing. <laughs> And he slept there for three days. That's amazing. 
people would walk in and out. They'd stay there. They'd watch a movie. And I was watching just a stream, and there'd be points where he'd be sleeping or something, or he'd be, like, smiling, and he's, like, watching. I think it was even Steven's movie. He was just watching it and just loving it. It was just... He's an interesting character. Yeah, totally. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, that was interesting. You bear a striking resemblance to Shia LaBeouf right now. Thanks. Even a physical resemblance. <laughs> I don't know. No one can see him, but... So, it's true. <laughs> back on topic, my roommates and I are putting together the rough ideas for a beat 'em up game that is about cool dads. <laughs> yeah. Hey, beat 'em up game about cool dads? Yeah, keep that on the down low. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm sure uh, there's a trademark uh, copyright on all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, geez, hold on. I got the title. Uh, I think it's called Cool Dads colon <laughs> All for Son. What? Like All for One. Yeah, yeah, All for Son. Because their son gets kidnapped. It's just like a bunch of dads. Wait, they're sons though, right? Yeah, no, there's only one son, and the son has been kidnapped. It's just like four dads raising a son. Four cool okay. dads. Okay. Who is that movie? Um, God, there's a movie like that. Too Bad and a Baby. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Okay, cool. But with more beat em up. So it's going to be kind of like a Ninja Turtle game. Like yeah, totally. Like style. Oh, that's Like, uh, Turtles in Time is our pinnacle. Like, we we played it. It is... Like, the epitome of beat-em-ups, yeah. right? It's it's satisfactory. It's fast. It's easy to play. It's what we're going for. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I don't think there's... Or at least I haven't played a really good beat-em-up game in a long time. Yeah, it's a topic that my roommate... Danny Patton and I have been discussing is uh, the genre beat 'em up seems dead. Yeah. In 2015, 2016. There haven't there hasn't been much. There was uh, Double Dragon Neon a little I while saw back. That. Yeah, I saw it that. was great. It was a really fantastic breath of fresh air into an old favorite series. Was that based on or which came first? I don't know, but the movie Double Dragon. Like, is that anything to do with that? I think the original. Like NES game came first, but I'm also not 100 percent sure. Cause I love that movie. I've never seen it. They have it's, these it's been too long for me to remember, but I vaguely oh, remember. Dude, that was the best. They just put these medallions together. It's like the best 80s. What like, are what are the characters name? I have no idea. Oh, okay, well, well like, <laughs> I just remember we should, Double Dragon. Yeah, I, well, we should drop that. Because <laughs> I don't remember which one. Was oh which. well, dude, we got the internet. Come on, we're living in. Uh, 21st century, right? It's like 22nd, right? All right? Let's see. Double Dragon. What are we looking for? The game or the movie? Look for the movie. It's a 1987 beat-em-up video game, so let's put movie. Wow, I can't spell. Meavy? All right, let's see. Double Dragon movie. Double Dragon movie. In a post-apocalyptic California. Billy Lee 94. and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two characters from the game. Billy and Jimmy. Billy yeah. And Jimmy, oh, man. Which have the same girlfriend. I. They're also brothers. I love this fucking movie. I don't care what Rotten Tomatoes says or IMDb. 3.8 out of 10. Yeah. But fuck it. But yeah, so they rebooted the series. Like, uh, you're still Jimmy and... Billy and it's your girlfriend. It's still post-apocalyptic? Yeah, it feels like 90s noir. Like, no, sorry, I take that back. Like, um, 
Jeez. Have you seen Akira? I don't even know the proper yes. way to say this. Like, the way Akira envisioned the future. Yes. Of, like, a, you know, like... A, oh, it's like a Blade Runner kind of thing? Yeah, like a neon cityscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much Double Dragon Neon. Ooh. And you're, like, busting through the streets. There are these tape decks that give you special abilities. And you can, like, put different tapes in. So, like, you use your different ability. That's you can get thing. more and, like, stack them. And your shit gets better. In New Game Plus, you can, like, break the limit and, like, add more to your stash <laughs> you can high five that's an action that you have to like heal your buddy and give him some of your life that's the funny. game has a lot of good stuff going on um have you ever played just reminded me because for some reason a lot of people been doing kind of like 80s like reinventions of things but do you remember far cry 3 mm -hmm. came out with like this really blood weird... dragon yes blood dragon is one of the best games in the world that was so cool. The music. The music is amazing. The oh. title screen. The dragons. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they are uh, explosive. I didn't I didn't beat it. It's it's not even that long. You can run through that game in like three and four hours. I know, I know, I didn't beat it. I, I feel bad about that. I got every achievement minus I think like sniping every enemy. Oh shit. But <laughs> that's some hours though. It's great. It's really unapologetic in its theme. It's really Dude, dedicated. It's, it's hilarious. Talk about <laughs> tutorials. Yes. That game has one of the best tutorials <laughs> ever. It's sarcastic. It's hilarious. It's informative. I want more games like that. Like uh, Portal. I fucking love Portal. Portal's fantastic. Like and uh, really I don't eases know what it you is. in. Like I don't know if it if it takes. Uh, actual writers to come in and like write a game or sometimes if it's just the people who who are making the game but those two games just beautiful when it comes to, to that just there's excellent dialogue excellent oh, yeah. characters in that game the everything was, really was so good in that. god yeah what were we talking about before we got to the double dragon beat em, beat -em ups, ups. <laughs> yeah yeah and like the mythical cool dads beat em up that is in the making in my apartment. <laughs> Are you guys thinking about putting it on any consoles or not? Is, is that kind of the idea? Too would, far off? would be Steam. It'd be like okay. digital, and like we're throwing around the idea of having one arcade cabinet in existence, but like that's something that I shouldn't talk about either. <laughs> Just one arcade game where you go if you want to go play it, you have to go to this apartment or this place. This we we would like lease it, but Seattle <laughs> is a place that kind of has arcade bars and like there are a lot of cities that arcades have pretty much died out from but like seattle still has some dude Attaball. so the reason i go to Attaball is just to play ninja turtles right that and marvel vs. capcom too i love marvel vs. capcom yeah they shut off i one love fighting games yes but two i love marvel vs. capcom too more than just about any other that was a great game they came out when they came out with marvel vs. capcom 3 i bought that yeah i i had a lot of build-up Coming up to that Hell game. Hell like, yeah. Anytime they were like, hey, we got a new character. Like, I was immediately Hell on it. Hell yeah. Oh, man. we my, my roommates and I brutalized that game. I wish you would release it for more like systems or something. I mean, why not? Xbox uh, 360 had Marvel's Capcom 2. And they're like arcade stash. Like, yeah, why can't it was, I buy it on Xbox One? It was part of the reason why they made 3. Because they were like, we don't think this is going to do well. Let's, like, re-release it and see if anybody gives a shit. And people did. Dude. I had a friend who, that's all he did is play on 360. Because when he was a kid, his dad owned an arcade. And that's all he did was play Marvel's Capcom 2. 
but then they sold it off, mm-hmm. and he never got to play it ever again until they came out for 360. He would play, and we'd get so fucked up high, <laughs> and he would look at me without looking at the TV and just kick my ass. <laughs> because all he could just do it off listening. Mm-hmm. That's all, and, and sometimes he'd play online without looking at the TV. Just look at me. I'm like, dude, the fuck? It's amazing. Oh man, it's some a people great are great. Yeah, and um, combos. He he was telling me that there were still people t- still to this day figuring out new combos. Yeah, it's because it doesn't it doesn't have like a standard setup. Like Marvel vs. Capcom three has like a launch button. Mm. It has a light, a medium, and a heavy punch. If anybody has a button that's gonna like launch you, it's gonna be the same button as the other character. Marvel vs. Capcom two is individualistic. Like some people might not be able to launch you. Amingo might be able to launch you with something as easy as, like, down light kick. Yeah, it's it's really individualistic. It's also why it's such an unbalanced game. And although I love it, I don't love it in a serious sense. Really? If I'm going to play a fighting game seriously, like, I don't want to play Marvel vs. Capcom 2. If I'm going to play one casually, I can play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for hours. See, I know it's odd because I used to play with uh, Cable, Wolverine, and Cable. That's so I, brutal. Yeah, so I, and I and I sometimes I'd win, you know, I'll, just by pure luck, just by using you know the tags. So they'd come in, shoot something, and then I'd come in and do something else. Mm-hmm. God, I love that game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I, but didn't don't they have it for tournaments? Like, don't they play that in tournaments? Not very much anymore, uh, and they did. But the amount of characters that were considered viable was pretty small. You got a fat roster of 56 characters, and your top players are going to use about eight of them. It's not Which a ones? game. Oh, you know, like Storm, Magneto. Uh, that makes sense. Cable. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I love Wolverine just because he was so quick. He, I think Wolverine was up there. He was really good. Hell yeah, he could do everything on that screen. It's the best. I didn't like Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man's okay. I still, I don't know. He just seems so slow. Like, well, you're Spider-Man, and you're the slowest thing I've ever seen on here. He just swings across. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Do something better. Uh, I was really angry they didn't have... Uh, I think they had Zero? Was it Zero? For, for Marvel's Capcom 3. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have Mega Man, which... I like Mega Man. Like, and, just, and it's not even because he's a good fighter or whatever, but it's his his special abilities, and he turns into this big mecha fucking yeah, Mega totally. Man. Yeah, totally. It's the best. I love that. Yeah. Shit. Dude, my God. Yeah, so you must be really into games. Like, when did you start, like, really finding out that that's what you wanted to do? Um, I've been playing games all my life. It was my brother, I have a six-year-old brother, selling our NES and our Genesis to get himself a PS1. And my dad got me a 64 for Christmas. And then... I played FF7 on a PS1. And, like, I already loved games, but, like, it was over at that point. Everyone mentions Final Fantasy VII as, like, their big game. I couldn't get into it. That's okay. That's totally okay. You know what? I, I think I was maybe around the t- whatever time it came out. How old are you right now? 26. Okay, I'm 25. Yeah, so I can't remember when it came out, but I remember when it came out. 97-ish. We were, we were playing in someone's apartment. It might have been 98, 99. But I remember just sitting there, and the cutscenes were unimaginably long. 
and there was so much to do before. And then every single time you'd leave one cutscene, you'd walk, and then bam, there's another one-hour cutscene. Mm-hmm. And I, I could be just, like, lying or using hyperbole here, but it, it seriously felt like it was going on for hours. No, I hear you. It's a long game. Yeah. You don't even get out of Midgar until you put, like, six flipping hours in the game. Holy shit. And what happens in, in Midgar? I never got that far. You just walk around. Midgar's, people, right? Midgar's the main city. You start out, and you, like, join a group, and you um, pretty much attack the government. You, like, fuck up their... Uh, government? No, I, 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 I just like blanked on the specific word. You like do all these missions to blow up these specific, uh, like terminals or something. It, it's just a random dumb word I'm forgetting. But anyways, <laughs> then the story evolves, and you're like, oh man, there's a lot more going on here than like the government draining the planet of its resources. Maybe we should like leave this city and go figure some of that shit out. Oh. At which point you do. <laughs> That game, and uh, it's obviously my fault for not giving it the time, but everyone loves that game. It, it like depends on what you part. like about your games. And, like, I had been playing games, you know, I had been familiar with, like, wrestling games, beat-em-ups and racing, and, like, the games that are very obvious in what it's about, what you're trying to do. And I had played other, other RPGs before 7. Like, I had dipped into a little bit of FF6 and mm. some Chrono Trigger and... That shit. And, like, I thought they were fun, but they didn't grab me. And uh, it was really the storytelling that I loved the most about FF7. I want to say that, you know, because we're part of this generation that maybe just grew up with games, implicitly, it was always there. You know, we're not like the people before us who didn't have games. They'd go play something else outside. So, you know, we had a, a... Nintendo, Super Nintendo, that shit, and it was cool, it was fun, whatever, but I think it wasn't until, like, Xbox, the first one, came out with Halo, and I remember everyone in my middle school talking about this game, and I was so pissed that my parents wouldn't buy it for me, like, no, we're not gonna buy that, it's expensive, blah, blah, so I decided to get a job, mm-hmm. getting paid six bucks an hour, Ooh. and the first thing I did was buy Halo, I didn't have an Xbox, and I said, fuck it, as long as I have this game, I know at some point I will play it. Because if I have it, I cannot tell myself later that not to get an Xbox. I'm going to waste some money. <sighs> Can I tell you that? I played that game for so long. Hours on end, I'd stay up just... And then, the final fucking level... Mm-hmm. And you're running through that ship trying to get out. And it's timed. Mm-hmm. And it's co-op. You know, you're yelling at your fucking little brother <laughs> to go faster. And he keeps falling off the warthog. Oh, dude, it's the best. It was yeah. like the first time I ever felt like some kind of tension like that. They really knew how to create an experience. Which kind of makes me feel like a dick for buying into Destiny so quickly. I mean, I bought into it immediately because of what it was like halo was a really big deal and but do you play destiny now no i don't i sold my copy see but i didn't think that i would continue to play it like uh i play a lot of games so the games that i start playing and then i'm still playing a year later are very few but i'm sure that most likely it's what is it for you you like about it? if it's like a narrative game like 
jumping into like the specifics, you don't do the multiplayer thing, right? No, I do. I, I'll I'll play anything. I'll play everything. So like, I will play the multiplayer, uh, but eventually I'll stop. Are you gonna get Destiny Two then? I'll probably end up with it. I've got a buddy that works over at Bungie. Okay. And uh, I feel like I'm supporting him. <laughs> Plus, he'll probably be like, "Hey, here's a digital code. Don't wink, wink." <laughs> Don't worry, it totally works. <laughs> oh my god, I I still have it and I want to get rid of it. But then all of a sudden they all they come out with a DLC and then you get it and it's like, eh, okay, that sucked. And then they come out with another DLC and it's like, holy shit, this was awesome. This is what I wanted. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's it. That's over. And I don't want to keep playing the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I just don't... I was so excited for what it was, especially yeah, they built playing Mass Effect. Like That's a different story. Yeah. So when they talked about how this game was going to be like huge, I kept expecting Mass Effect on like a fucking huge level. That's like, multiple games, though. Yeah. But what I liked about it was the fact that it... Uh, it, uh, everything you did in one game it affected in the other so there was more mm-hmm. of a transition so I, I guess like uh, is Mass Effect like an RPG I yeah, guess you call totally. it right Absolutely. so I was hoping that Destiny was going to be something like that looser not too strict on the RPG thing but this idea that you were going to play with different people around the world and go to different mm-hmm. places and see everyone and then that kind of didn't happen you know I, I, I lost that feeling for it that's two really big different topics, yeah. though, because yeah, yeah. Mass Effect is single player, mm-hmm. Destiny is multiplayer. But I, I was thinking that it was going to be something like both, like you would yeah, have. Yeah, they were really ambiguous when they were making it, and they were just like, "Believe us, it's going to be nuts, guys. We're telling you, we got like communal events." And you're like, "Whoa, that sounds cool!" And then right? you're playing, and you're just like. Wait, so I just, like, wait here for, yeah. like, some enemies to attack? Like, that guy's off derping around, uh... And then I know where... Boom, so it comes out, I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's... Oh, uh, okay, it's the same enemies. I guess I'll just shoot them, mm-hmm. pick up nothing, and get out of here. Yeah, and, like, I don't necessarily blame Bungie, because, uh... Halo's really great, and they wanted to step away from that, and I respect them for doing that, and... It feels like they stepped right into Halo again, but in a really odd way. They're good at doing what they figured out how to do and that's you're right that's something you can't take away from that game that's the reason i still have it the mechanics are awesome it's a great shooting game yeah they they really understand the basics of like what is important about initiating combat oh what is the next step that should happen what are the availables that are available to the player to take in that situation and you're like, 30 seconds later, you're like, man, that was good, but it's already over. And then yeah. you're like, before you can do anything, you're already in another interaction. Yes. Like, they did a lot of good stuff. And I think maybe because of, like you said, it was left so ambiguous. And there was so much hype coming in around it that maybe everyone had different expectations for it. Or for what it was going to be or what it was. Mm-hmm. And then it came out and, you know, those were kind of dash. So it makes sense. Like, I, I tried... And I always tell this to everybody, but I mean, three four three essentially what they're doing is copying and pasting stuff, and yeah. you know they're not really doing anything different. They're not doing it bad. Did you like Halo Five? It was okay. All right, my biggest beef is that it's not four player. Yes, but I mean, <sighs> you got it. You can't 
do two player. You can't do four player. Mm-hmm. It's one player campaign unless you have multiple setups. Mm-hmm. And I played through the game with two setups. So like my buddy and I did a two player run in the campaign. And you, have two, you have to have two Xbox Ones or whatever. Which we did at the time, but it's also a ridiculous requirement. Yeah, yeah. And going through, yeah, going through that much effort, it's not worth it. Just to play opinion. a fucking game. And you're not even playing it the full experience. You're yeah. not playing four-player. Four-player Halo is great, right? Like, the thing that has always got me the most about Halo is how great couch co-op is. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're doing multiplayer or whether you're doing campaign... You're palling around with your buds. But it's understandable that it's not there, right? Like, the, the reason I know, or what it's been explained to me, is that if you want a game of 1080, right, then you have to forgo certain things. So, you can't have couch co-op because it'd be hard for the TV to split four screens and show, like, like fidelity. Mm-hmm. On each of those screens, right? Like, yeah, they definitely blame the hardware capacities of the Xbox mm-hmm. One. But if that were the case, and if I had the option, which I mean I should if I'm the consumer and I'm giving my money to a product that I want, mm-hmm. then I'll take less than 1080p for multiplayer experience. And I'm sure they could do this, but can they just drop the like drop it to like 480 or whatever it might be and show it? Maybe. I just for this? Like, hey, for this, you want to play couch co-op for like four people... It drops down to 40p. Right. If they made, even if it was just like, hey, this is only uh, local versus, and it's only in like these small, crappier maps or whatever, like, hell yeah. Fine. Would take it. That's so odd. They, God, I don't know what it is. So that. so that aside, the game's not bad. Like, it follows um, less of a cohesive story than normal Halo, in my opinion. And that's... Didn't they try to do the same thing with, like, Halo 2, where it was, like, the Arbiter, and you split off and do the Arbiter stuff? Like, is that Halo 5? They did the same thing, kind of, right? There there are two teams. There are two teams. You have Master Chief's team, Mm -hmm. which is, you play with four people in your team, and then, like, oh, they're either AI or they're your buddies or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then the other team is uh, the squad that's, like, trying to catch him and track him down. Whatever, yeah. But, uh, it's really apparent what they're doing because of the dialogue of some of the specific characters within the teams yeah and they're like hey i don't get this what the hell are we doing and someone's like oh don't worry about it come on let's keep going well from what i've heard it was this big fucking controversy because all of the trailers and all of the stuff leading up to this was like this big thing how um you know mike coulter's character uh in port onto dawn or whatever is now, like, this enemy of, like, Master Chief, and you're going to have them really fight against each other, and then when you played the game, it was really nothing like that. I mean, they have a confrontation, but that's because, like... It was if, on that, those, those things, those, those pillars that keep disappearing, right? I yeah. I think I played that at, so like, to that point. So, like, if you are Master Chief and you decide to do something, you fucking do it, right? Yeah. And if someone's like, hey, no, like, go back to headquarters, he's going to be like, no, dude, get out of my way. Yeah. Like, that's your confrontation. Yeah. But they made it seem so much bigger in the in the trailers. Like, oh, it's going to be bad. But in the game, it seemed kind of reasonable. Like, hey. Yeah, I mean, of, of yeah, course they would like, try that, though. You know? Like, it seems like everyone's kind of got an opinion here. And then it started off with, um, that was the one thing I did like, where you had that guy... He was like a hologram, and they found Cortana. He's like, hey, is anyone listening to me? Yeah, that guy was pretty fun. Yeah. Like, but it's also 343 
doesn't want to give you information as the player. Mm. If there are three questions that you have, they're going to answer one question, and then you're going to keep playing. You don't get to choose the questions. <laughs> when you have that AI guy, he'll be like, oh, blah, 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 didn't you know about whatever? And they're like, hey, wait, did you, what about so-and-so? And then he's like, hey, look out, there are some enemies. <laughs> and, like, washes over the topic. And that happens a lot in that game, and it's kind of frustrating. And like, Listen, you're about to get an answer. When you when you look at the story of the original Halos and you feel mildly frustrated that it's convoluted and you're not exactly yeah. sure, play the new ones and realize that Bungie wasn't fucking up as hard as you thought they were. No, I, I don't care what anyone says. The original trilogy was awesome. And yeah, it did suck after Halo 2 and they left you on that cliffhanger, but damn, you got to finish that fight mm-hmm. in Halo 3. Like, that was awesome. And the fact that it was a new system, it all looked so sleek and clean. So the reason I bought the, the Master Chief collection, mm-hmm. it was so cool. And then, that was kind of a letdown, too, for a while. That took a long time to get They had a lot of initial bugs. And that's what worries me about 343 as a company. Like, like, it just doesn't seem... The same with, like, Warner Brothers Studios. Like, I'm okay with Rocksteady handling... The Batman franchise. Yeah. But then they did Batman Arkham Origins and they gave it to the internal studio and it's like, okay, this was just a copy and paste job. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just, I, it's just, I, I feel weird when it's like internal companies that do that because what they're looking for is not to give you shit as a player, but it's more like to keep the business going. Yeah, it happens all the time. And it's not always bad. Personally, um, I like Bioshock too. Interesting. I don't like it more than one or three, but did I enjoy it and think that I appreciate the time I spent with it? Yeah. What happened in Bioshock 2? Because I didn't even play that. I didn't give it the time of day okay. just because... So, um, it's made by 2K. They've, yeah. It's made by other people. And they have you, the character, as the big daddy. It's like the original big daddy. And story-wise... You're a little bit lost. Is it like right after the the first one? I think so. I can't even tell you. <laughs> and that's that's part of it because like I really really enjoy the story in Bioshock One and Infinite. Uh, I really enjoy the combat in Bioshock Two, and that's because they, because they didn't you know they didn't have the writing skills to continue such a prolific story as the first one. They're like, what the fuck do we do? We already have this environment. Let's work on the environment. And they do. They have moments where. You find little sisters, and you're like, hey, are you ready to help her? Like, that's a choice. You can set up traps. You can do this and do that. And, like, that's hella fun. And they're like, okay, you have this amount of time, and uh, you can dual wield in that game as well. The first one, you can't melee unless you, like, switch your weapon back to your wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one's like, hey, man, dual wield. Here's your gun. Here's your plasmids. Like, don't you feel more powerful? And you're like, hey, man, I do feel more powerful. I'm a big daddy. But also, the big daddy is the concept of fear in Bioshock, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And taking the most iconically terrifying thing that they have and letting you play as and it. humanizing him almost. Yeah. It, like, breaks the setting for me. Wow. It's like if you were to play Silent Hill and you could be Pyramid Head. It's so funny the way you talk about games. It makes it very, sound a lot more poetic. Now I really want to play Bioshock too. Because I, I skipped out on it because I went into Bioshock 1 because of the story. 
Because mm-hmm. it was fair. so good. An amazing atmosphere. And great atmosphere. You you set stuff on fire, then everything catches fire. You electrocute the water. Everyone gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's what you wanted to see in a game. Like, stuff that makes sense. Yeah. And then, oh, God, everything about that was so good. So they keep a lot of that kind of stuff, trap-wise, and, like, fun action gameplay-wise, and they give you some moments where you can experiment with that more than you could in the first one. That's where the fun comes That's from for me. Yeah. I'm going to have to jump into that then. Yeah. So, not big follower of comic books, but what have you read that's kind of struck you? Because I'm sure, like, got me on Planetary. Yeah, I love Planetary. You can throw something more at me because you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to read more. Yeah, um... Like I said, I love... Transmetropolitan was great. Preacher that's, uh, was fantastic. That's with the guy who's a reporter. Yeah. And he's got like... Spider-Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, Spider-Jerusalem. Yeah, he's a pretty great character. Doesn't take any shit. Wasn't that Warren Ellis as well? I think so. I gotta look that up, but I'm pretty sure... Transmetropolitan. Like, I've gone through a couple of series. A lot of the ones that I buy are one-offs. Else. But, but you have a Warren Ellis fetish. I okay. Um, I do because he doesn't make bad stuff. No, he's a great writer. I'm like, not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to put in money into a comic book. That sucks. I'm not gonna enjoy it. Yeah, believe me, I know, I know. I, that's why I got the stacks because you end up just collecting shit, and it's it, it's more just to figure out what the story is, or you want to jump in and see what's up, and then you go, holy crap, this sucks. Yeah, he doesn't really take, like, the standard approach for superheroes, mm. and I really respect that. I think he started, um, I'm mistaken, I think he did The Authority. Yeah, The Authority's, okay, yeah. The Authority's pretty sweet. Like, I'm not With crazy the about it. And yeah. how they're gay. And yeah. I was like, that is so cool. They had some fun stuff going on. Hell yeah. That was good stuff. He's they really expanded that. I think he has. Oh man, you might have to look this one up too. Um, a series of one-offs that are all not connected, but they're like bad stories. I don't think Red Sun is the appropriate title. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's oh see. man. Let's see what he's. Doing. Sorry, I. No, 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 dude. We got the internet. Do not worry. That's why the internet is here to help us. We're, li- you know, we don't. We don't have anything else to do besides look stuff up. It's awesome. Well, the things that I know about it most are like what it looks like, and that's ah, not okay. really fine. So I might not even be able to figure out what the name is. Yeah, sorry. Okay. No, it's cool. But uh, I mean, either way, you can, you have to check out any of Warren Ellis's stuff because not only mm-hmm. does he do the major publishers, but then he does his own stuff, and it's great too. Yeah, like his his Vertigo work is awesome. Yeah, I'm. That's one of the things is I was never really crazy about DC mm-hmm. until I got into Watchmen. Yeah. And like I saw the movie and I immediately went out and bought the graphic novel and fucking loved it. I, I think Watchmen's amazing. I hated that movie. And then uh <laughs> and then I dipped into a little bit more. Have you ever read or played The Darkness? That's Vertigo. Yes. Or Top Cow. I I believe it's Top Cow. I played the the first game. That's when you had uh this like almost like demon shadow thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Really cool. Oh man, that's it's a bit of a janky game, and like its loading screens are not the best. But oh man, that is a great game. It they has did the second one, right? They did. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, second yeah. one's also fun. The second <laughs> one has some sweet, not necessarily connected to the storyline multiplayer modes. Yeah. 
So you're like, hey, fucking split screen it up with your bud. And like, yeah, these yeah. guys have different specifications. And like, the second one has a sick skill tree. Oh, shit. Like, goes off in four directions. But, uh, you know, that's based off a comic book series. And they tweaked it a little bit because, like, I've read a fair amount of Darkness comics. Okay. But also, there are a lot of spin offs and, like, other people. There are a lot of different writers. I for had that. no idea it was even based on a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, totally. And, uh, man, they. They do some really great things in those games. You can sit down at a TV in that game and watch cartoons for yes. fucking hours. Yeah. I heard that was one of the features in there. It's great. Like, there's a scene, uh, it might be One Floor Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where you sit down with your girlfriend yeah. to, like, watch a movie. I think it's your birthday. And uh, you just sit there and you, like, watch a movie with her and she, she kind of cuddles up next to you and you can get up and leave whenever you want yeah. or you can stay there and watch the whole fucking movie that's pretty cool yeah well, the, I wonder if they, they had to get like rights for something like that oh definitely because that, that's so cool though either way they have like really weird old cartoons I've never seen uh the dialogue you overhear from some of the random people in that game best dialogue I've ever heard in the game it's insane it's insane they're like hey man would would you have sex with a moose for a million dollars if it was conscious? And then the other guy's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, conscious, like, it has a brain, it's aware of the situation? Or does it, does it understand what money is? <laughs> no, no, man, I mean, like, if the moose understood... And they just go off! Like, you don't have to stand there and listen to them, but you can. That's and they awesome. keep going. Yeah, it happens... Oh my god. That is awesome. It happens a lot and you don't expect it. You're just like about to infiltrate like this mob house <laughs> and then on the street someone's like, Hey man, how's your robot going? You're like, Oh man, my robot's going great. Still got it in the garage. Girlfriend's not too happy about it. <laughs> Steve bought three thousand. Wasn't that just your buddy Steve and some cardboard? Like, yeah, I got some things to work out, but it's coming around. <laughs> it is fucked up. It's the best. Oh man, I know it was a violent game. I remember that. I it is pretty violent. Thing. You're it like awesome. your darkness powers eat the hearts of your victims. Yeah. It's how they get stronger. They get more powers. <laughs> the game was fucked up. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check out that comic. Yeah, dude. Um, I think I just read a piece somewhere where. Uh, you don't follow comics, but there was uh, just recently wrapped. Um, you know, one of those events. You know, the major publishers do. Mm. And it was called uh, Secret Wars. It was like a rehash of like the older stuff. Yeah. Well, they just this one writer or this yeah this one journalist called it Marvel's answer to DC Comics Watchmen. Uh huh. Because it really is like that. Well, while Watchmen is more about deconstructing the genre and showing you like their flaws, and which stuff, I'm about. Like, yeah. This was all about like these pe like Doctor Doom finds a way. To save the universe, right? But he has a power to only create one planet. So he takes patchworks of different realities and he smashes them together. And now he's ruler of this land. And everyone believes that that's how it's always been. And he's God. <laughs> they, so they call him God. But then meanwhile, the original, like some of the original people from the original 616 universe are mm -hmm. still alive. And it's like Mr. Fantastic, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel... And they've got to figure out a way to convince every, And it's almost like Game of Thrones because everyone's got like their own section that they control. And 
all mm-hmm. the Thors in every reality have now become cops. Whoa. So they're like the cops for Doctor Doom. Jeez. Oh, it's really fucked up. Like, it's crazy shit. And it's like... Yeah, I started playing out of nowhere. <laughs> and... It is... It is really good. Because it's about, like, this guy who has a power now. Like, Dr. Doom, he decides, fuck it, I'm gonna take Mr. Fantastic's wife and, and their kids, and now they're gonna be mine, okay? This Jesus. is the reality, they're mine. That's so and funny. he has the power to do all of this, but he doesn't have the power to fix his own face. And it's just all destroyed. And it just looks like shit. And, that, and that's what the whole book is about. Like, everyone trying to figure out, like, how to be better and take this guy down. It is so good. I'm not doing it justice. But because it literally took, like, three years of setup to get to that point. Wow. And that's usually what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of, like, big work. Mm-hmm. So if, you like, if you're on a book for, like, six years, I'm with it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, his fantastic, uh, fantastic four work, like all of his work leads into the other thing. So when he did Secret Wars, it was like this wrap up of like ten years of work he's done, where he like sets it all up. He's like, okay, this is the last story I'm telling with the Fantastic Four, cool, because that's the one he started off with. Uh, I think Grant Morrison does the same stuff like that. That's an, I'm a big fan of him as well. Nice, um, Batman, especially his Batman stuff. And that's like that's what I nerd on. It's just like comic books. <laughs> Can we take a break? Yeah, of course. I need yeah, to use please. The yeah, please go ahead. Go ahead. If we get back, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and light this up if you don't mind. Go for it. I like for you to get back though. I'm gonna keep it going though. Uh, so Kara right now just went to the restroom. Uh, I figured I'd keep it going because why not? I can talk to you guys. You know, I can I can say some stuff. Hey, hi, how are you? No, this is not fun. But um, yeah, this is uh, my better guess at least as far as talking goes. And he's really passionate about games. I I wish. I wish I could speak as poetically as he does about these games. You know, I uh. Sometimes I can get in and I can sit down for a bit and play. Uh, sometimes I don't have the time. And sometimes I just don't want to... Uh, I don't know. It seems like so much work to do. Like some of the stuff. I'd rather go do something else I can do in my real life. Like, you know, read a book. But sometimes things do come along and they grab you. And I think that's that's the case with everything. You know, you can find beauty in everything. And I will not stop saying it. Bioshock Infinite, one of the best games ever, and Eleanor, one of the best best games ever, and I think it's true with any art form, is that sometimes it transcends, transcends the genre. It, it really deserves a place somewhere, that it's not just about games, so people can like realize and understand it, and, and it doesn't even have to be about appreciating gameplay or whatever, but just story. Um, just the amount of work that's put into some of these things, and and it reminds me almost like a like a Mad Max like Fury Road, like the the amount of work that's put into that that it becomes not just a movie, it becomes something like an experience because all the work that they did on that was practical, all practical effects, and 
that's fucking crazy in this day and age, you know, to, to smash two trucks together and see what the fuck could happen to them. Like, that's, that's something that you don't really get to see in, in, in a lot of things. And, you know, and I really believe also transcends the genre, and there's so much more to it. Because then it's not just about the movie, then it's about the people who worked on it. Like, one of the stunt guys worked on the first Fury, uh, Mad Max. And 40 years later, here he is working on another Mad Max. It, that's, that's history. That's, you know, those are things that really stick out. And, and I hope and I'm sure that it'll keep being brought up. And I, I really do hope that there's a way that maybe we can appreciate this art form as it goes along and that's the thing with video games is that unfortunately because of the technology they're built on then you can't play them later on right and you sometimes get that with movies but nowadays that's a lot easier because you can go online to play all these fucking movies or old stuff and you can go to youtube and they have a bunch of like work that isn't like copyright protected anymore like like they do with books you can get old books and it'd be really nice if there was, and I'm sure there is, there's got to be a hub somewhere where you can play old classic games. And, but I just, I don't know. I, I would imagine that's you know, copyright deals and things like that, that you can't put it on another console. And, you know, it gets really weird and shifty, stuff like that. And I'm sure, I'm definitely sure you can find it on the internet. Or if not, they'll change something. But hell, they have ROMs, like, shit, I'm not gonna lie, I, I love playing Mega Man Legends, and if I can play any, if I can find any way to play Mega Man Legends, I will. So, it'd be nice if some people did that, especially Nintendo, I really feel like Nintendo really has a lot of missed opportunities when it comes to their back catalog, you know, like the stuff they have for years, and... Obviously, you know, I'm not anybody, and I don't know a goddamn thing, but maybe it would be nice if they could, you know, put some of this stuff in, I don't know, a Nintendo eShop, and you can play, like, old-ass games. I don't know if they have everything on there. Uh, like, regular Nintendo games, like some of that old shit, like, Mad Place Mario Brothers 1. Or... Contra, oh, no, you can play Contra now, I'm sure. Let's see, what else? I'm trying to think about what other games. Uh, and Nintendo is the one I go to just because they've been around for so much longer than everything else. Uh, like, is there even a PS1 game that I really want to play? Nah, not really. Xbox game? Nah, I have Halo, that's cool. So, it would just be for Nintendo. It would just be all their older stuff. Uh, hell, I'll play Duck Hunt again. That's awesome. They could find a way to play Duck Hunt. Sir, you're back. I thought you got lost. No. Nope, so you find good. the restroom. <laughs> I was just thinking about how, um, like, there are some things, like some movies, some books that trans transcend the genre that they were in, mm -hmm. and the rest of the populace understands it. Like, with movies. I think like something like Fury Road, Mad Max. It's one of those things. Just because it's not just about the story, but it's about like the history behind it. Like you have the same guy, the same stunt guy who worked on the first one, forty years later is now working on the last one they made. 
That's this guy's like seven, yeah, and he's like seventy six years old. So it becomes more about history. And what I was like thinking about was why isn't there more like for games like that? Like Nintendo really has like a missed opportunity for not releasing all their old shit in different forms, like maybe on a mobile device and Dude, something like that. It happens all the time. It happens constantly. Like some people are more on it than others. Mm. Fucking there are quite a few releases of Mega Man games, right? But it's on the internet, right? Like, I'm sure you can find stuff you can, on the internet. There's the Mega Man collection, which is old school, like mm. 1 through 8, mm. unquote, on, like, the PS2. It's on the GameCube. There's the Mega Man X collection, which is the X games. Well, those. Uh, me too. That's more of my series than the original. Um, they remember, um... released them individually as well on, like, digital places. Yeah. A bunch. Um... They have, like, PSP remakes of X1 and, like, X2 and shit. Those are crazy because they gave you, like, a level editor mode. Yeah. But um, what about all the older stuff, like like Nintendo games? Um, original Nintendo. They, they do that. You have the capacity to do it right now. Smash Bros., for example, has yeah. classics, which give you a demo of an old game, like Ice Climbers. Play the original. Here's a demo of it. If you like it, yeah. buy it. Are there any sites that do, like, classic games in general? You can just go on and download classic games and shit? I don't know about <laughs> sites, but there is, um... MAME. I think is what it's called. MAME's a really big emulator that has, like, all you could want from old school. That's badass. It's a torrent. Probably shouldn't talk about it. No, no, no. It's illegal. Oh, no. Nah, don't worry about it, man. Everywhere, this is the internet. <laughs> but, like... Nintendo loves to re-release their stuff. They love to remind you. They love to make an HD version of it and sell it with a special amiibo that's only going to work with that game. Twilight Princess HD. <laughs> They're on it. Um, Square Enix, they have made so many different platforms that have Final Fantasy games. On mobile, on yes. Android, on <coughs> PSP, on Game Boy Advance, on DS, you name it. Yeah, they have. They've been pretty good about that, too, yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's just... <coughs> wow, I'm gonna die here. Fucked up. You see, it's, it took too much smoking. They don't want one big, <coughs> fat, non-changing console or platform that'll always be able to play it, because mm. they can always sell it somewhere else later. It's mm, true. That's probably why their argument against... Um, what would it be? Um, against putting it on mobile, you know? Like, I really would love to play the, orig like, the original Pokemon games on my iPhone. I think that'd be so cool. But I, I, I think, I guess you're right. It's more of a, like, a, like a money move. Because once I do that, then it's like, okay, then... If you really want a way around it, you can. Like, there are a lot of mobile platforms that have emulators. I have a Super Nintendo emulator and a GBA emulator on my phone. Nice. I have ROMs for that shit. I've been playing, like, Fire Emblem games on there. You can definitely play Pokemon games on there. If you want to play it through your computer, you can easily yeah. do that. There, are, Oh, man, there's some really good special ROMs that people have made. <coughs> but see, that's a missed opportunity for Nintendo to make money. It's like, look at all, all this stuff that people do just to get to play your original games, you know? And it seems like a missed opportunity, but I guess you're right. They, they do release a lot of it, and they're very good about reminding you, like, hey, we have Super Mario Brothers again. Yeah, like, here, here's Mario Maker. You can make your old Marios. Here's mm. here's the 3DS. You uh, bought Super Mario 3 on the GBA, buy it again on the 3DS. Here you go. That's so fucking funny. It's a great game, though. 
they, um, that's the only thing. I, I love Super Mario World. Like, that, another fucking pivotal game that, like, opened the, like, the world to me. With all of, like, the secret levels and the star world and teleporting and stuff here. And look, you can open this thing here and there's a... A little level where you can just get like a, a cape. Yeah, I was like above what? the ghost house. Yeah, dude, yes. there's so much good shit in that game, and like, it was really fantastic representation for the Super Nintendo. Hell yeah! Like it really makes me wonder, like, why aren't there more more things like that, like Metal Gear, where um, was a Metal Gear Two when you were playing, uh, it would read your controller input, so you have to change the Metal Gear Solid One. Yes, it's a one. specific boss fight, but like. Eternal Darkness. Yeah, Eternal Darkness is amazing, and um, it's it's almost surprising that other games have not tried to grasp on to some of those specific concepts. But at the same time, that's really really specific. And mm. if you take that, like, is that uh, well, copyright? Like that, yeah. Oh, that. That's interesting. What do you mean? I mean, um, not the Metal Gear example, but the other example. Uh, Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Um. Would you consider a sanity meter in a different game to be acceptable? No, but I think I like the... I guess what I was going for was the idea that this game is not just affecting you in the game, but it's affecting you as a player there. You know, like, I, I don't understand why there are more games that do that to you. You know, that really fuck with, like, you know, your comfortability. And I'm sure not a lot of people would like that, but do. People play Dark Souls games for hours, and that's just... No pause button. Torture, yeah! Yeah, no, that's I'm torture. definitely with you. There are a lot of ways that um, you can interact with the player outside of what they're doing, but it's also really hard to do that. I mean, like, some people attempted to do it uh, as a huge idea, right? Like, that's what the Kinect is about. And then they landed in the fucking uncanny, uncanny valley... And it's like an awkward <laughs> place where no one feels comfortable playing it, and then you yeah. got like a huge bit of it's, failure. It's a tricky. I know it's totally tricky. It's fucked up. I, see, that's another thing. Like, I find it weird. Like, aren't we about to get another Nintendo console? Like, well, do we need one? About to, in quotes, the NX, the official so title. Another year or something. Probably, but uh. Hey, right. didn't Wii U just come out? Hell, most people didn't even know what the difference was between Wii and Wii U. They really didn't, at least in an American audience. <laughs> yeah. And the Wii U has been out for a while now. It's been out for a good number of years. And it's finally got a good library behind yes. it. Yes. It took a while, but it actually has some great games. But it, see, that's the thing. Like, no, not a lot of people get fucking can see that. Because mm. then out of nowhere came the Wii U, and they're just like, wait a minute, there's a new thing? There's something new to play or buy? People went crazy. It's because they had to jump the previous generation by releasing the Wii as early as they did. Mm. So they were still ahead of the game and they were able to pop out a new console. And by the time the Wii U came out, everyone thought it was like the same generation of gaming, right? Yeah. When there's yeah. a new generation of gaming, it's huge. You're like, yes. dude, the PS2? You know about it. And the Wii U... Yeah. Right under the radar. People didn't even know something different. They're like, oh, it's just, it's just a gamepad. You can you can use a gamepad now, and it's like mm, no. In order to use that gamepad, you'll need another console. That's at least their draw, because the gamepad isn't a very obvious difference. Mm -hmm. Once you start using it for the capabilities that the Wii U has, it it turns out good. 
the gamepad is really successful in some cases, I think. I like the idea you can play your games without bothering anyone. It's amazing. Yeah, like, that is a very cool concept. Which is still so weird that, um, at least technically, they're still kind of behind as far as, like, you know, their resolution. Like, that was a big deal. Like, that took a long time for them to go to HD. Yeah, totally. It was like, guys, you've been here for years. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, their big thing, HD! And like, okay, thanks, I guess. They really focused in other places, and I wasn't offended. I knew that Nintendo wouldn't be able to get something ahead of the competition with the Wii that was both a new interface for the player and impressive graphically. Yeah. So, that's why it kind of made me not want to buy Nintendo, like, the Wii. I was like, uh, I don't understand. Like, I was like, Did you get a Wii? Nope. Do you have a Wii? Mm -mm. Okay. And then the Wii U came out, and I was like, should I get a Wii U? I really want it just for Smash. It's the only thing. And it's like, uh, and then it dropped down to like 250 And I was like, oh my god, that's so cheap. And I get to play Smash. And then my fucking roommate came, and he's like, I got a Wii. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to spend $300. Mm -hmm. But... Because what else would I have played on it? Like, what else would I have done with it? I got my... Did you play Brawl? Yes. Um, okay. Of course. Like... Of course. I, I think... But I didn't have a Wii. I think at this point, the Wii U has a better library than the Wii. Mm, yeah. And isn't it, like, backwards compatible so you could play Wii games on the Wii U? You know? So it's like... It was almost like a... Hey, look, it's Wii... Point five. That's literally 1. what it 5. felt like. Yeah, like, hey, hey, remember what you liked about the Wii? Well, look. Look at the Wii U. Finally, all the stuff you did want. Honestly, it's really what they needed to do. Because oh, yeah. I, the, I Wii, the Wii hit a casual audience. Mm -hmm. A Nintendo audience. <laughs> and, and as well, it yeah. hit a lot of audiences. The unexpected one was the casual audience. Yeah, but in the order gaming. to grab them, you need to give them something that's better than a game. Because gamers will go, whoa, Arkham Asylum looks sick. Sick. I totally want that. And, like, someone that isn't into playing games will probably walk by it. But they're like, hey, this is, like, party game and it's a fun game. Yeah. And, like, look at all these, like, things that they give me. So when the Wii U handed the gamepad out, it was a pretty big grab. Fuck yeah. Like, that was really fucking cool. I, I will agree. I was this close to my Wii U. Just because of that gamepad. I was like, what? I can just play games wherever I want? Because right now, that's the issue. Mm -hmm. I have one TV, and everyone wants to watch something or do something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and I, I, once I'm done with work, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll play Fallout for like an hour. Let's see what I can do with an hour. I'm finally at level 19. Okay, I finally, I just had to Google supply lines oh, man. today. I'm like, how do you do supply lines? And then I'm reading that it's like, oh, Fallout doesn't make it easy for you to figure that out. But here is how you actually do it. It's like, you motherfuckers. I think press square. You you can send people to different places. Yeah, I just started but sending yeah, them. It's, <laughs> it's a great benefit of the Wii U. Oh, man. I, I got into the Institute, I think, day before yesterday. Yeah. So, like, sorry. Spoilers. It exists. Tell me, no, I know it exists. I'm, I'm like, almost level 50, Fuck I think, you. at this point. Fuck you. But my roommates are, oh, man. Uh, one is in the 60s, and yeah. one, I haven't checked on Max in a while, he might be in the 80s now, 
but he was at least in the seventies. Dude, I um, one of my uh, one of my colleagues at work was telling me he's like, oh yeah, man, there's a level cap. So the way you're playing, you're you're fucking up. You're you're fucking up the way you're playing. Cause what I was doing, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm not gonna get any other cool perks. I'm gonna fill up all my meters at the top. I'm gonna fill up all those fucking meters. Okay, I thought you're you were getting pranked, but you're not because like it, it is capped in that way. It is, huh? So there's no cap on your level. Mm. You can you can be level two hundred. Mm. You can be level four hundred, whatever. Yeah. But your stats, your special, are all capped at ten. Yeah. So there's one bobblehead to increase a stat by one for every one of those. Okay. So if you were to get your stats to nine and then you were get to get the bobblehead for like special and endurance mm-hmm. and uh, luck, then you would hit the cap for okay. all of them, which so would be ten. It would be ten. But then I'd be able to get all the things at the bottom. So my plan was like I'll I'll just get them all to like maybe seven and then the ones I really want, then I'll finish those up. I was like, that's how I'm gonna play the game. Mm-hmm. I am just gonna grind it out. And just be the most powerful thing out there. And he's telling me, no, dude, there's a level cap. Mind you, he wasn't trying to prank me. No, he so, means it. No, 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 in no, 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 no. He just, he just thought that it was impossible for you to fill up, not all the way, but at least then get to the point where then you're like, I can get everything now because I'm so high at, at mm-hmm. this point. So he's like, you can't do that. There's a level cap. It's level 60. And once you get to level 60, there, there's no more. You can't get any more perks. So he's like, at that point, you're only going to have filled up like six on each of those things and then you'll have nothing there and he's like you're not going to be powerful at all i'm like dude you're freaking me out so then i started playing and i started getting the random things here i'm like oh no and i don't know why and it feels like i'm so stupid and maybe the next generation will figure this out but there's the internet i can google this so i decided no fuck this i'm gonna google and find out if there's a level cap it says no no level cap you know, keep playing as much as you want. He's like, of course, you know, it's going to be a point of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. It's just going to it's gonna be very hard to get this. But I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck it. And then I finally told him I blew his mind. <laughs> how, did, how did that person think that there was such a level cap? He builds his own computers. He's the IT guy for the place. He, he, he you know what I mean? He, he knows everything technically. He... He went to school for all this, but it's just so funny that no one ever thinks to just ask Google questions. Oh, no, do I do it constantly? Right? Yeah. Like, ah, I feel dumb for that. And then I tell him, and it blows his mind. <laughs> what? There isn't? That's great. Dude. You get to blow his mind. But my mind was also blown when I was told that there's no level cap. Right? I stopped playing three because I hit the level cap right at the final encounter of the game. Wow. Which, I don't know if you've played it. I don't no, wanna... no, no. I fucking did not like it. Spoilers, it's more or less a giant computer that I convinced to kill itself. And oh. they were like, hey, nice job on that encounter. Here's some experience. You're now level cap. And I dropped the controller. I'm done. I'm Later. out. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, and like, dude. having no cap in four is brutal. Right? I think... In order, if you wanted to hit, like, every perk on the perk chart, you need to be about level 200, level 205. See, I, I, I figured... Yeah, right? Like, I just figured that if I could get everything, then I can pick and choose. Like, right now, I've got... Uh, 
I really I want to get idiot savant. And they're like, oh, the lower your intelligence, the better. And it's dumb because my intelligence is at seven. So I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they have uh, that's the uh, setup I did yeah, for my character, the stranger. And he pops out when you're doing the the vats. So I have him maxed out. Yeah, you should so regardless. Cool. He's so much fun. Right? You just, you just hear the music. Doom. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> that game, and mm-hmm. it's so If funny. you have Valentine with you, he'll, he'll see him. He'll be like, he was just here. The what? mysterious stranger. Yeah. Is that thing a sin? Uh, no. He's, he's a mysterious dude. But if you have the partner, Nick Valentine, he's a detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, I've heard of... This mysterious stranger. Who is he? I really want to... I really, now I wish there was some DLC that comes out but like, meet the mysterious... Something that has to do with the mysterious stranger because just that captured my imagination. I mean, I'm not uh, super sure if there is more backstory behind right? it, but like, he was in 3. Really? Or, okay. or New Vegas. I played both. Right. I, I See, always try to get the mysterious I, I I played Fallout 3 and I was like, nah, don't like it. Then I played New Vegas and I was like... Ah, don't like it and now fallout 4 i don't know if it's maybe because i'm playing like less or it's just a better game but i am blown away i really am and uh, i just sometimes i sit down and like death claws will freak me out then you'll have suicide like super mutants and it's like what the fuck is going on you have nukes it's craziness it definitely puts on a really good show when you walk in that I think that glory begins to fade the more you play it. Really? Yeah. I think a lot... I think there are a lot of mixed feelings that mm. I have about it. I'm still really enjoying it, though. But uh, once I beat it, I'll probably drop it completely. The Witcher 3. I don't have it. Okay. I, I barely played like anything in the series. I have it. And I thought everything was so cool about it. I was like, oh, it's so cool, this and that. And then I was just like... Okay, what else is there to really care about in this? And mind you, everything about it is good. Like, that's an issue I have with like Skyrim as well as the Fallout series. This not so much, and I don't know why. But it's the way people react to getting hit. The way people react to stuff is very dull. It you know it just looks very dumb. Like it's stilted. And I don't like that. And maybe it's from coming like from Bioshock. And just loving how every encounter feels like an actual encounter. Those are two very different... Yeah, yeah. Oof. Like, types of people. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. But The Witcher 3 is just like that. Everything about it is very fluid when you hit stuff. Everything reacts, you know. And that's what you want. But I don't care. That the story doesn't get me. Did you play the first ones? No. The only reason I got that was because people were raving about it. Mm-hmm. And I know people, uh, I, know, I know it's based on like a book series and all this junk and whatever, but I just wanted it because of everything I read about it. Mm-hmm. Like all the combat and everything. I'm like, well, fuck Skyrim or fuck any of those games. That's the kind of thing I want. And I, yeah. I'm like, eh, nothing. I'm, I'm also really into its appeal. Mm. It sounds great. I, I played Dragon Age, at least. Dragon Age. 1. I have Dragon Age Inquisition. I haven't, I haven't played Inquisition. And I don't like it. I thought one was was good, but like, I was not crazy into the series. Oh. I was not super enthralled by most of the characters, and uh, combat was a little bit meh. Although like it seems a little bit better in Inquisition, but 
because of that, I kind of was pushed towards The Witcher, and mm. I ended up getting The Witcher 2, and I played into it, and I kind of realized they had this system going on where you, you know, you hang out before battle, and you, like, oil up your weapons to do more damage mm. or specific damage or whatever. That's a really fun concept. Like, the amount of importance they're putting on encounters yeah. and how your life can be taken if you're really fucking around. And yeah. it's a big open world, so you're like, oh, man, I want to fuck around. Like, what can I do around here? But then, like, next thing I know, it, it's been, like, 30 minutes minutes, and I died and I lost an encounter. And, like, I did a repower up and then I lost that. And I was just like, man, should I even be over here? And, like, I kind of wander off and end up doing something else. But ultimately, I... I got in a weird boss fight <laughs> that kept pranking me, and I, I actually haven't gone back to it since then. But see, like, that's how I feel about The Witcher 3, where it was like, it was so cool. It, but then it, it, it felt like playing Dark Souls, but brighter. You know, where it was, like, challenging. That, and that it doesn't like, sound like a bad appeal. It, it doesn't, but it, it just, it, I didn't care about what was going on. I'm like, I don't care about this guy's story. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing was interesting. Like, oh, his wife is over here. And you've got to go find her. But she's, maybe she's evil? And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, the Fallout stuff is really getting me. Like, the mysteriousness. Like, every single thing has their own agenda. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the reason Mass Effect mm-hmm. got me. It was like so many moving parts, and I think that's what I like. There's, there's a lot of work being done as far as moving parts and, and setting pieces together mm-hmm. goes. I'll jump in and love the game. It's where it's placed mm-hmm. that makes a really big difference for me because Mass Effect Two is one of my most favorite games. It's fantastic, and like the stories that are in those moving parts are the ones that are around you, which are your characters, and in Fallout Four. It's more about where you go. And because you're always going from location to location, there's always a new story for you to find. So, you know, you, like, bust into some old school and you find some terminals. And you, like, read all these logs and you're like, wait, what the hell? Why is this kid selling Mentats around school? You, like, break into the principal's place. Like, there's a story going on. Yeah. And that's really fun. And I like that. But uh, Mass Effect 2 keeps it about the people that you're with. And I feel like that is so it much stays stronger. with me stronger, yeah. I can't wait for what they're going to do with these new consoles if a Mass Effect game comes out. It is going to be insane, okay? Because I haven't finished Mass Effect 3, but I really want them to do a re-release or something on like this console before uh-huh. a new one, and I'll totally buy it. I mean... Uh, you can download for free, like, whatever the directors, whatever they called mm. it, what they re- released for the end. But if you played the first two before the third one, you gotta finish it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing that got me, where it was like, okay, whatever you did here, flows into here. And I was like, okay, well, this is how it starts. So the game's different for you. And mm. then, you go into Mass Effect 3, and it's like, holy shit, and then you... I tried as hard as I could. Who was it? Um, they wanted me to put him down. He was, uh, he, was one, he was one of the races of uh, people who have, like, this uh, condition that makes them, like, like crazy. In three? Yeah, in, no, in two. Um, the assassin? No, the, the, it's like the big, they're like the big guys. They wear, like, the, they're Krogans? I, yes, I believe they're Krogans. They're, like, big shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, they make me kill them. Like, by the, by the, by a river when we touch down on this planet. 
Oh, wait, was he going to kill one of your party members? Yeah. Yeah, like he, was he about gets... to go crazy because he's, he's like, he's angry about this shit this guy's saying. Or yeah, he gets saying. really aggressive about yeah. it. Yeah. So you have to, like, put him down. In order oh, to, like, make no. He's, he's such a cool character. And I went back and I tried to do everything I could to save him and I finally did it. Like, he finally answered something correctly and that, to me, was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, you ever read um, the Goosebumps series, Choose Your, like, Choose Your Own Ending? Yeah, man, totally. A bunch. Exactly. Exactly. I I did the same thing a number of times. Hell yeah. I think uh it's it makes such a huge experience that like it makes me want to think replaying the whole series again. And that's crazy. But this is what I'm saying. This is what and it goes right back to what I was talking about was certain things have to transcend their genre or wherever they're from. And it'd be so cool if you in some way people could at least and I think it's starting to happen more so now, especially with all the gaming leagues and stuff. But you're starting to realize that it's not just about games. You know? There's stuff going on in these things. Mm-hmm. And every, like, I'm not saying every game is like that. But there are obviously some things that it's just, holy shit. What are we playing? Mm-hmm. Someone, uh, what's that? Uh, no Man's Sky. Yeah. I don't have a They're PS4. For there. Yeah, I don't have a PS4, and I'm seriously considering buying a PS4 just for No Man's Sky. And I know there's going to be no end, and I know I'm going to drop it at one point, and I know it's going to be a waste of money in some way. But holy shit, how would you? How do you not respect the kind of ambition that's going there? I mean, absolutely. Some really great games get some sort of an exploration mm. that is totally jaw dropping. And, oh man, the amount of encounters, like, it seems, it seems like an enjoyable, non-violent experience that you can have whenever you want, and yeah. it's different, and those, those aren't very often you come by. Dude, and, and if you want, you can go into a fight, or, or if anything, maybe you'll never meet anyone, <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be traveling this part of the universe, and no one else is there, because think about it, if only, if only sells two million copies that's two million people in a universe that who knows how long has it's been around you know so you don't know how long it's expanded if it if it takes you millions of years to beat it theoretically if you never find anyone <laughs> and that's the thing that's like so crazy to me if you do see one, it's like, what is going to be that reaction? Yeah, I really wonder what you're capable of doing, if there are ways for you to interact with the other players. Yeah, like, is it something that you finally see them? Or you might see a, a, a planet that's been touched by someone who's just who hasn't been there for a long time. You know, it might be two weeks, but two weeks could be anything since he's traveling at light speed. <laughs> they could be on the other side of the universe for all you know. And it's like... You know, and like that's crazy. I think they did a, I think it was an IGN thing where they played and they found a planet. And they're like, okay, cool. Uh, now you guys <laughs> play the game. That's if our planet. Everyone finds that planet. That's the planet that we were just interacting with. Nice. Like, what? So it, it's just interesting to me that that's the kind of stuff we're seeing. And it raises my, I guess, my, I don't know what the word might be, but just my want to see what destiny could be like 
Mm-hmm. You know, now that all so many things are taken into account, like so many things can't happen. People know what they want from this, and it can change. Like you know, like I know fundamentally you can't do that. Too different to that game, but either way, what's the future of gaming? Mm-hmm. Where is it going to go if some of this stuff is happening? I I was reading that um. So well, if I don't know if it'll be this generation or the next, but the idea is that the console will just be the hardware, right? Mm-hmm. The thing doing the very small, minimal stuff. While wow. you'll be streaming the games. So you're, you're, you're not, you're, your Xbox doesn't have to worry about, you know, dealing with such intense fucking, like, mm-hmm. video graphics and shit like that. No, that's just coming in from somewhere else. And if everyone has better internet, which <clears throat> you would hope, people would get better internet. Because I don't understand what the, the fucking rules are with internet. There, there is no such tangible thing. It's a grab. rule where not going to be able to make forever. Dude, but you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there are places in other countries where they pay cheaper internet and they have more of it and better speed. And these are communist countries. <laughs> and here we are in, like, America where I can just barely get, like, really good. Like, I wish I could get a gig. A gig a second? It should be possible at some point. I really hope I won't have to pay, like, $500 a month for it. Like, come on. But imagine having a gig a second and having a game being streamed to you. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I see it more as the opposite. <clears throat> as in they set that up and then like there are major, major problems with people's internet eventually in the far future. You think? And they're like, oh man, we we didn't like take into account the amount of like populist growth everywhere over the course of 30 years when this big thing happened and caused like a big baby boom. And now like we have... Way too much, and, like, we made a really big fuck-up when we first started doing this whole internet thing, and now we can't unwind it. Uh, What's crazy is, uh, I was reading, uh, I was a study somewhere, but the idea, essentially, was that as people get more developed, they actually start having less kids, right? So they've noticed that, especially, like, in, in places like Chile, when, uh, when women get the, like, the right to vote and to... And to go to school and to be better educated, mm-hmm. they don't have as many kids, you know. So the idea was that everyone's freaking out about like, like population growth. But he's like, but if everyone keeps developing and we keep like, I guess, domesticating ourselves, mm-hmm. we're gonna get to a point where that stops because everyone wants to be successful. You can't be successful with a kid. It's very hard. You gotta work. At least eight jobs. Yeah. So that's like three jobs you have. Or you could be spending it not dealing with a kid. Mm-hmm. So it, it was interesting. Because every Yeah, that's just, like, you're right. <laughs> Shit that you're not taking into account. But fuck it, I want fast internet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, um, did you know that they found a new species of uh, wolf? And they're, uh, they're called coilos. Where? Um, they started in, in Canada. And they've started to make their way south into the United States. And they're noticing that a lot of these animals are starting to live in urban areas. In rural areas. Because they look like dogs. And not only that, they're incredibly stealthy. So they, they believe that 2,000 of these things live in the greater Chicago area. Holy shit. 
And suddenly, if you, you, you people see them, and they just stand there, and they look like dogs, but they're just, and they don't, they stay away from people, and then some of them get closer, but they're like incredibly smart, apparently, just incredibly smart, and getting smarter. Like they found um, some uh, um, coyotes that go through. I think it's coyotes. It's not coyotes. It's wolves. But I really believe now that it could be a mix of both. But essentially, and I think it was a scientific American journal. They found out there was like these kind of coyotes or something that are noticing red lights and stoplights and cars, and they're reading traffic patterns, and they know when to cross streets. So it's like okay, it says red. Okay, we don't go. So they're reading the the signs. Yeah, just as people are. Yeah, and that's then, amazing. Yeah, and then as soon as it says walk, I'm like, okay, and they go across, like that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh mean, my god! Isn't that ultimately good? Don't we want to finally have deers that don't jump in the road because they understand? Well, no, because it might not be deers. Like we're seeing that. I think it might. We're seeing that just because of uh, the kind of animal that that. Only specifically, are. like, yeah, because dog. coyotes are incredibly fucking smart. Like, what they'll do is, they'll, like, especially with dogs, they'll lure away a dog, they'll, 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 they'll tell a female coyote to, like, shake its its genitals at a dog. And a dog is going to smell that, and it's going to see that it's in heat, and it'll go after that coyote. Well, that coyote will then run off and lead that dog into a pack of fucking coyotes. And they just rip them apart. Wolves are the same way. So apparently these koi wolves, like, they mate for life. They, and they hunt in, they either hunt alone or they hunt in pairs, which is their, like, wife. Mm -hmm. Or their hunter. Couple. Yeah, and that's it. Like, it's, so it's crazy. So I I don't know. I don't think we'll see that with deers. Like, eh. Like, I don't know, maybe pigs. Pigs are incredibly smart. They don't know if they, someone said, like, they're almost as smart as, like, a five-year-old, four-year-old. I don't know if you can quantify that. But they're smart, like, you, people put them on leashes, and, you know, they can be domesticated. Mm-hmm. And usually, they're, they're actually very clean. You know, they, they keep themselves clean and stuff like that, it's very odd. But the crazy thing is that as soon as you release a pig into the wild, two or three weeks later, it'll start growing hair around the places, the tusks will get bigger, the snout will get longer. They transform in just a matter of weeks. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Uh, locusts, I think, are the same way. Um, I think it's a locust. It's a locust. It's one of those things. Uh, is it locusts? Transform, and they, and they go back. It's, oh, yeah, there we go. The grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. They're grasshoppers, and then when um, when the numbers get low, is it? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Serotonin in their brains trig- triggers a dramatic set of changes. They start to breed abundantly, becoming gregarious and nomadic. And when their populations become dense enough, they form bands of wingless nymphs, which they become swords of winged adults. And then they transform back and forth. Wow. That's fucked up. <laughs> right? Like, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they discovered, like, a new, a new kind of shark, and it's called, like, a... A ninja shark or something? It's like black. It's fucking crazy. Don't name a shark a ninja yeah. shark. Dude, twelve thousand years ago they found that they found, they know because we found at least like nine bones of these things that are like humans but they're three feet tall. And they're called hobbits. They call them hobbits like sometimes. But they're three feet tall and they had tools, they made tools and they did stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's so much shit that we don't know. So, I know you're into comics, but have you watched a ton of anime? No. Have you heard of an anime called From the New World? No. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you about this really Boom. quick. Because, <laughs> no, 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 please. Uh, if What's you I have to get out of here? I mean, am I keeping you? Over? Um, in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'll let you, let, you know. Yeah, let me know whenever you want to do this, because usually, like, some of these things can go for three hours. You know, um, I like, I, that, that's the kind of thing. I want to have conversation. Yeah. I don't want it to be like a fucking interview with someone. Like, that just seems odd. You know, I'd rather hear fucking stories to be more interesting. So, yeah, got you. from the new world. Well, I'll probably disband from this in like a half an hour, two an oh, hour. Oh, sure, 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 sure. So, there's this anime that's uh, more or less a setting of people living by themselves. They have a small town. It's kind of old school. And they're like goblin-esque things that kind of like live you know in the woods you know <laughs> that kind of setup <laughs> and uh from like one really big skip from the first episode to the last episode as these things sort of get smarter and one of them kind of like interacts with the human race suddenly and wants to be like a political figure and like tries to join more yet more or less like united nations <laughs> what really and that's uh, kind of cool people are like really freaked out eventually by like how these things keep changing and becoming more and more like people and you're by the end like i don't understand why these fucking things and they're they're really just like humans from a really really long time ago that were mutated by other humans in a war and are now like regarded as not human that's so crazy you know that that's actually a pretty cool anime. That sounds pretty cool. It's really worth watching. I know. Uh, there was this uh, feature, I think it was on uh, on IGN, where they ran through like the best fucking um, animes ever. Mm-hmm. and Or animes that can teach you things about different things. And there were so many that it was like, oh, this has, this whole thing is about mathematics. And they use logic and mm-hmm. math in order to like, solve these puzzles and I'm like I'm watching that <laughs> and uh but the only thing I know I've gotten into Naruto so, you know that's kind of cool uh obviously Yu-Gi-Oh but that's not <laughs> that's not you know what I mean like nothing cool but Cowboy Bebop to me was the shit yeah Bebop Trigun, was fantastic Trigun was fun it wasn't the best but it was fun yeah I had a pretty good time with Trigun but Cowboy Bebop I think to me set the standard let the music everything about it is just so badass I mean, it. it's definitely the exception. A lot of things we get over here that have already been dubbed don't have such an extraordinary cast or soundtrack, really. Yeah, I agree. There was um, one, one fucking TV show that I would watch in Colombia. I lived in Colombia for like a year. And every single time we'd go to visit, they would always have this thing called uh, Saint Seiya. And it was like this anime that had to do with... Um, these like five individuals and they all had uh, certain armor and they had to fight it was all like based in like the now so it was like the 90s or whatever mm-hmm. and um, they had to fight each other and they would put on the, this like suits of armor and one would be Pegasus and they were based on constellations and uh, whoever won would get to, to serve and protect um, Athena well, who's a reincarnated form of like the old Athena so and then after that happens, she gets kidnapped. And then in order to, to get to her, they have to go through like these 12 houses where all the people are made of like, um, they have armor and it's all gold armor. And um, 
And it's like all based on, so they got Sagittarius, you know, Taurus. Mm-hmm. It's based on the constellations. Or, yeah. No, not the. What is it? It's not the constell. Is it constellations? Sagittarius, things like that. Pisces. Yeah, Pisces. It's based on constellations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. So they go through these twelve houses that they have to fight through. It, and it, since it was in Colombia, they didn't have to censor it, so they'd show it to you just like they did in Japan, cool. which was blood everywhere. Like, <laughs> you know, people are losing like limbs, getting holes oh, punched through. Uh, one point, one guy gets poisoned. They're like, "Oh, the only way to fix you is to do this move," and he like punctures him, and with his fingers, and like certain parts of his body, and that's mm-hmm. gonna release the bad blood and shit. And you just see this guy just bleeding out, dude. Great fucking show. Nice. And, you know, I got into that Sailor Moon. Yeah. They showed that too, and it was uncut. They censored a lot of Naruto when it came over here, actually. Yes. But can you. Hulu. Hulu is. Is it censored? Because I know they do the. the I'm not sure, actually. Dubbed. They give the actual, like, Japanese series. Hulu, right, Hulu's I, pretty good about having both. Okay. Sub and dub. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure maybe their sub is probably. Uh, fucking probably fixed right like they probably since they have new voice actors they probably cut out a bunch of stuff potentially because they I have know, a pretty huge lineup actually yes they Hulu do. has way too much anime yes they do um you know what i'm really excited about especially since uh, uh it's not tonight it's tomorrow but i'm glad adventure brothers oh yeah yeah come yeah, yeah, back yeah. baby i've been waiting totally. so long oh i'm so excited i love that show have you ever read uh, anything like what they said about the show? Like the the creators are like the mm-hmm. show ultimately it's like it's about failure. It's about always failing. He's like an idea. It's just that yeah, there's sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. He's like most of the time you're most likely gonna fail. <laughs> I'm like wow, it's pretty like great. Show. Yeah, yeah. I think Adult Swim is so good at doing stuff like that. Like Moral World, they're talking about bringing Moral World back. Wow. Yeah, and the guy, I didn't know the guy who did this is uh, Dino Summer, uh, it's like a Greek name, Stamatopoulos. I'm butchering his name right now, I'm sorry. Whatever. But he was in Community, Starburns. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he was a creator of Moral World. And when he started it, the the, uh, the guy who runs Adult Swim was like, I want something funny. He's like, can you give me something funny? He's like, yeah. And he did this thing with Moral World. Mm-hmm. And then it got really dark and depressing. And yeah, that's like, season three. Yeah, and he, and then the guy kept telling him, he's like, no, I, I, I want funny. And the guy was like, I can't do funny. It, it, I, it's, not what I, it's not what I feel like this is about. Mm-hmm. It starts funny. Yeah. It spent a while there. Yeah, I heard that it just takes a turn, though. And now I really want to watch it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is with Adult Swim or who's running it, but they know what they're doing. They're doing there are a lot of great job. shows. Have you seen China, Illinois? No. Okay, there's uh, Brad O'Neilly. He had a web, a web series called Baby Cakes, uh-huh. which I remember from YouTube and was really silly. Had okay. some songs and it was like a nice, fun charm to it. Kind of like um, Homestar Runner, yeah, yeah. like Strong Bad. That's kind of like the genuine feel I get from it. And China, Illinois is the show about baby cakes expanded. So, like, it's his family, it's his friends, it's the town. He's no longer the main character. He's one of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, oh, man, it's uh, balls to the wall. You have to have, like, a big fat warning if you haven't watched it. Because the first episode might involve, like, traveling through time to stop presidents and hoping they don't shit in your mouth on live television. (laughs) Like, it doesn't stop the ridiculousness when it comes to the stories. Oh, dude, that's what I, I, that, that sounds pretty cool. 
Um, Cheryl was really into Adventure Time. And what's so funny is that there's a lot of shows nowadays that are silly, but they still deal with, like, interesting subject matter. It's like... They're uh, pretty rare, but they, they're they really good. Right? And it's like... And, but it also... I, I'm guessing it has to do a lot with um, the people working on it. Definitely. Because the voice actors, I've seen them in other, like, in other places. At this point, Adventure Time cast is gold. Yeah. Like, Pendleton Ward left and made Bravest Warriors... Which is really good. Yeah. Rebecca Sugar left and made Steven Universe. Not to mention another like, fucking show that she loved. It's so good. They're, really, they're both amazing. Really? It. It's I, actually good. No, you're right. It is good. I I'm just don't. A huge fan of it. There's there some things that has too much whimsy for me. Like too much. Like I if, I, I love my. What well, I like Watchmen. Like I love mm-hmm. stuff like that. I love dark stuff. Okay, so like. Steven Universe will not take a portal he, to the Xenoverse. Right, the like, he, he like, shoots a fucking shield out of his belly button, doesn't he? Like, yeah. That's one of them. I was like, this show is ridiculous, but in a good way. Yeah, there. It's fun. <laughs> it's definitely fun. Yeah. It eventually will get more serious, and all of a sudden, you have, you have both, like, physically, things are getting serious as, like, wow. aliens from space are coming to more or less kill you. And, Shit. like, Steven eventually addresses it. He's like, hey, uh, it's kind of weird. No one talks about, like, these people are aliens, right? These crystal gems. And, like, someone wants to capture me because they think I'm my mom. And uh, I think they're going to, like, kill me. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And then there's a moment where he finds out that the three, like, Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl have lied to him about something. And he, like, catches a conversation. And they're like, we don't know how to fucking raise this kid. It's a human boy. Like, we're, we don't know what we're doing here. And he has, like, this huge emotional moment where he's just like, oh, shit. They don't know what they're doing. I'll, I'll grow up a little bit. See? See, and that's the thing I appreciate. That still, I can probably walk in at some point and not know any of that stuff. But because it's later in the season, mm-hmm. you know, it'll still get to me. Yeah. Because it's still strong. And uh, I think the same way with... Um, Obviously, uh, you've seen Batman the Animated Series? Only a little bit. Have you ever seen Tiny Toons or any of that yeah. stuff? Picking the Brain? Mm-hmm, totally. Well, the guy who created those shows was the one who started working on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking epic. And then he started doing comics. And it is fucking amazing. And then he creates Harley Quinn. And she's a great character. So it's just... I guess you're right. If there is some strong writing or strong work, it's gonna come across. Yeah, uh, that's let's great. See, let's see if you geek out on this uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Rick of Pocket Mortys. Cheryl too, dude. Oh, you guys man. are fucking playing this okay, fucking game. Okay, okay, all right. I, I, I got beef this with this right now. Let Why? me explain this to you because there this are eighty-two game. Mortys. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. I'm missing Shadow Morty, and which, the catcher. Yeah, just I have to, to catch him. I I haven't actually seen him either, but okay. he's one of the two I haven't caught yet which is fair like whatever I'll get there <laughs> and then the other one is Mascot Morty and Mascot Morty you see in the last boss fight but I couldn't find anywhere and people on the internet can't find him anywhere and from the Pocket Morty's Twitter they yeah. were like hey you can't catch po- uh, Mascot Morty it's a bug we're gonna fix it it'll be in the update sorry and like I hit them up on Twitter and said something and there's a, a separate account that is unrelated called Mascot Morty 
And he tweeted back to me, and he was like, I don't know, man. Maybe you should just, like, buck up, because here I am. That is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's uh, someone else that's like, hey, uh, can you help me find, like, Mascot Morty for my boyfriend? And the Mascot Morty's like, maybe your boyfriend's not the guy you should be hanging out with if he can't find me. <laughs> you know what's real funny? Um, I just got a, a new follower yesterday on my, on my Twitter. And I get happy when I got anybody following me, so it's like, ooh, let's see. Because I just started this Twitter thing, like, four months ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, seriously, Susan. I'm like, seriously, Susan. The voice of Siri. <laughs> I'm like, the Whoa. voice of Siri is following me on Twitter. I was like, I have to... And then, you know what's funny? Then it makes me start considering who else is following me on Twitter. And it makes me, like, the same way, I guess, as Steven Universe. Like, I grew up a little. I'm like, maybe I should make sure I'm tweeting cool things. Like, make sure I grew up, you know? Make sure I'm fighting the good fight. You know? Make sure these people respect it. That is not how I use Twitter. <laughs> Dude, I know. Ah, oh, but it's just so funny because nowadays you have, like, these people following you and it's like okay that's odd mm-hmm. okay i guess i'm part of this community my favorite thing about twitter is that people will sometimes actually acknowledge you yes like actual famous people unquote or like bands or like a company or something it is such a cool thing what a cool way to reach back to like the creators and then for them to reach back at you like I tweeted, I was, I was walking to Starbucks, and mm-hmm. I walked in, I went into line, and I was like, oh, that's gonna suck, it's a line. <laughs> Look over, and there's this dude, and he's with his girlfriend, and he's reading her, Batman, um, Death of the Family, and it's this, like, recent storyline that happened when Joker comes back, mm-hmm. and he's, like, explaining it to her, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna tweet this, so I tweet out that this is really cool that someone's explaining to someone like their girlfriend this thing and then I I, I you know I, I add um, mm-hmm. the writer's name it was like at Scott Snyder and then he responds back to me he's like cool I was like dude that's pretty cool Yeah, uh, thanks for great. acknowledging me yeah like it's really cool it's worth living a totally different age it's amazing came from like the, ne- the necessity to keep people accountable mm. from anyone so like now is anyone even if it's your own complaint and you don't want to go through whatever kind of formal measures you would need to go to, you could attempt to tweet them. Dude, I, um, I, I was at the airport. I was coming back from, uh, from Tampa, and mm-hmm. I'm waiting in security, and right in front of us, this woman can't get through because she has, um, I guess the guy doesn't like her form of ID, and I don't know where she's going because she only speaks Spanish. And the guy tells her repeatedly, He's like, if you're going to use our services and fly, you better learn how to speak English. And he just tells her that. I'm like, this, she's not understanding you. you mm-hmm. I don't know why you got to treat her like a, like, like a dick. That's so I, Yeah, so I make sure. I was like, I'm going to go to fucking talk to the supervisor. So I was like, hey, who the fuck can I talk to? I need to figure out why the fuck he's doing this shit, why he's in line. And then mm-hmm. what happens? So I tell him. And they're like, oh, okay, we can talk to this person. And I go and I say, yeah, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And they get that guy out of there, and then I start just tweeting on, you know, on Twitter. Yeah, talking about this shit, like saying some shit about this, and then I wow. get, and then and then what's funny is then you start going through this hole where you're trying to look for anything that might involve TSA stuff, and you just see complaints like crazy, or stuff from those areas, and then and then they reach back to you like it's just fucking crazy nowadays. Yeah, I had a friend who um, 
at the Cinerama. You went to the Cinerama downtown? I don't think so. No. Uh, for Star Wars. Loves fucking Star Wars, man. Mm-hmm. And he was waiting in line, and he's seen it a couple of times, right? And I think one of the fifth or sixth times he's watching it, the fucking projector cuts out. And they find out, and it doesn't come back off like 20 minutes. And then the sound is garbage or some shit. And then they find out that it's happened a couple of times. And hey, he starts getting pissed off about it, starts tweeting about it. And then he starts fucking trying to reach out to someone. And then he finds the Seattle, like, Times, like, movie critic tweets that person. Then they go, oh, we'll, we'll talk to them. And they talk to Cinerama. Then, bam, he gets eight free tickets. Nice. Like, sorry about that. And it's like, that's pretty cool. Like, thanks for acknowledging that. And... Yeah, it's a totally different thing, and you're right. It's a way to keep, keep uh, people accountable, and it's become something else entirely. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. What's going on, man? You okay? You good? You tired? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a. Uh, can I get some water? Dude, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you take? My grandma a beer. Sure. Thanks. Oh man, yeah, that's so cool. So much, uh, so much stuff going on. You know. It's odd. I can't seem to be getting into my messenger. Like, what the freak? Can't get into my messenger. Like, I can't remember my password. Did I change my password? Uh, maybe. I could have changed it. But, um, yeah. Interesting convos. What's funny is, I don't think we're used to having a, a two or three hour conversation. Uh, it probably gets boring for some people, but I'm probably going to sign off soon anyways. Um, this is fun. It's nice to, it's nice to, get to actually get to know someone and uh, pick into different layers. Um, and you find out so many different things about people. And especially they're involved in, uh, in so many other things. It's, um, it's so fucking cool. As far as like uh, making connections. And now, like, now I really want to get... I'm not saying I'm going to give Steven Universe the time of day or something or I'm going to immediately <laughs> jump into adventure time but fuck I gotta I gotta get my I gotta get back into some more animes some better um sir Hello. get some water nice yeah. is this what you meant by beer yes sir cool. that's fine that works uh so yeah dude if you want we can wrap it up now or you let me know if you're tired or not uh I'm alright for a little bit. Alright, cool. Uh, we'll just go up for a couple more minutes then. Uh, have you uh, have you seen any movies recently? No? Nothing? Movie person? Not a movie person. The Overnight. I watch a bit of movies. What's The Overnight? It, I think it's on Netflix. It has a really average rating, but it came out in 2015. It has Adam Scott. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I keep meaning to watch it. Is it good? Because I love that dude, man. Parks and Rec, to me, is a shit. And I'll tell you why. Parks and Rec Season 3 clinches it for me. 1 and 2, nice. oh, God. I hate mm-hmm. 1 and 2. But if you can get through <laughs> 1 and 2, like, after Adam Brandanowitz, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, boom. And then when they fucking the black hats come into town, you got Rob Lowe and Adam Scott. Dude, best fucking show ever. I just started watching You and Me and the Apocalypse. And I don't like the way it's shot, but it's got Rob Lowe and I'm like fucking digging <laughs> it. But can't tell me about the overnight because now I Wait, really have you it. seen Party Down? Yes. Okay, good. Love Party Down. 
I love Party Down. <laughs> Shit! Oh, God! So, the other main character is the main character from Orange is the New Black. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, I couldn't get into that show. So, they're married. They just moved. They have a kid. They don't know anybody in the area. And then they encounter actor whose name I don't know. He's the main villain in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He's also a villain in Heroes. Jason Schwartzman. Pro- Heroes. Probably. I don't know. I don't know his no, name. No, but he was, like, he was the guy who was dating uh, the, the girl from Scott Pilgrim. Are you dating Ramona? Yeah. Name? Gideon. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's Jason Schwartzman. Okay, okay. yeah. It's, Love him, too. It's him. Yeah, man. He is a pretty powerful character. Yeah, fuck yeah. And... He meets him at the park. He also is a kid that's yeah. the same age, and him and his wife come over, and they're like, hey, the two of you are new in the area. You should come over to our place and have dinner. Bring your kid. And, like, that's your premise for the movie. The yeah. overnight. The hangout overnight. That, it's overnight. I heard it's overnight. fucking crazy, though. <laughs> like, I've been to watch it, but I'm like, it's not that I'm not into, like, it's not that I'm squeamish. Like, I'm fine with some things, right? It's going to be tense. But, like, stuff like like Saw, I got into it at first, and I was like, okay, whatever. Then it gets to be too much. I'm like, if there's no point to it, eh, I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, is it, it's, I'm going to get a little squeamish, huh? You will. Oh, okay. But it definitely has a point. It's going to wrap itself up. It also has an amazing soundtrack. Just, like, listen to any song on the soundtrack, and you'll feel like you're in a porno. It's really cheesy. It's really wicked. And, like, anytime someone is just like, hey, I'm going to, like, turn on this, and it's it's ridiculous. And then the moment that should have ridiculous music is silent. Isn't it, um... I See, I went into it thinking, or I'm going to... I'm thinking about it, but... Isn't it about, um... I always thought they were going to fuck them. They were going to try to fuck them. That was the idea. To fuck these people. And Jason Schwartzman and his wife were going to try to fuck these two people. I have thoroughly said enough about this movie. Oh, okay. I'm right, not going to say it. anything about it. Yeah, there's a, watch it. There's, a, there's one. Now, let's see if I can find it right now. Let's see. Fuck, I can't remember, but it's... These two people, they're, they're, they're a married couple, but, like, they've lost they're like a spark, and they go to this, like, psychologist or therapist or marriage counselor uh-huh. and tells them, oh, you should go to this cabin. It's really beautiful. It's really nice. So you'll go over there, and, you know, you guys will hash it out. It'll be nice. And they go over there, and they meet themselves. <laughs> no, I've never heard of this. No? It is a fucked up movie. And, um, let's see. I think it's, uh, it comes from out of Seattle, out of this, um, there's this, this film movement, uh, they call it Mumblecore. And Mumblecore? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, it, let me see, maybe it's just type it in. Mumblecore See, it's a subgenre. It started, like, uh, in Seattle. Wait, no, maybe... See, uh, Mark Duplass, Jay Duplass, which was... Mark, one of them was Mark Brandanowitz. I was thinking, is it? No, no, not Mark Brandanowitz. Uh, the guy from the League. Yeah. The guy from the fucking League. This dude. Let's see, let's see. But he made a movie that was fucking crazy. The one I love. Fucking insane. Never heard of this. Dude, if you get a chance, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. It is fucked up. Yeah. Good. 
And, you know, Netflix is a shit for something like that. Because it has so much cool things. It does a lot. Dude, that looks tight, though. I'm going to try and watch that. Yeah, the, like, premiere yes. episodes, they're on it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't yet. Uh, I want I'm to. waiting for my lady to get back from Massachusetts. We're going to oh, watch really? it. Nice. Yeah, she's been pretty... She's been anticipating it quite a bit. Really? Was she into the original X-Files stuff? Yeah. I, well, I was just reading a recap, and I was reading how ridiculous it is. You know, with fucking Mulder dying, coming back, and some kind of alien hybrid super soldier thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure they won't ever talk about that ever again. Um, their baby, like, that got adopted, but he's like this weird... Also, again, the overnight scene. Okay, okay. Bam. Yeah, right there. Uh... Yeah, it's a fucking crazy show, and I really want to get back into it. I, I haven't, I haven't even seen all the original ones. Yeah, there are quite a bit. I haven't either. It's like nine seasons, and you have two movies. Like I'm never gonna get through it before this new stuff, but I want to. I have the X Files on the PS One. What do you mean the game? Yeah, there's an X Files game on the PS One. It's four discs. That's crazy! Is it any good? I don't know yet. I still haven't played it. It was a couple of bucks. You still I picked PS1? it up. Yeah, totally. Oh, crazy shit. Well, PS2s play PS1s. Yeah, PS3s right, play right, PS1 right, games. Right, right. Wow. But I do still have PS1 somewhere. Like, oh, you're right. At least uh, those are backwards compatible. Yeah, the PS3 won't play PS2 games, but it will play PS1 games. Asshole. <laughs> I think. You know what? All the games you have in the previous generation, we'll throw them away. Because we want the ones from before that. Just keep the PS2 forever. It's the best. Yeah, it's it's all the shit. To, I mean, it's still, it's up there, right? Like the fastest selling console? or It was the shit in yeah. its day. I only bought it for Grand Theft Auto. Free. But you bought it. Hell yeah, I did. Was, dude, everyone had it. It's the shit. Playing CDs, watching DVDs. But then after that, man, I'm sorry. Even after I bought a 360, I went back to my PS2. Really? Multiple times, yeah. Like, uh, Rogue Galaxy came out, which was a really great experience from level 5. And then, like, Persona 3 I got my hands on, Mm -hmm. and Persona 4. Yeah. And then you're like, man, I'm already playing PS2. I guess I'll just keep playing Star Wars Battlefront. Did you get the new one? No, I haven't. I played it, though. Did you like it? I heard a lot of mixed stuff about it. It depends on what you liked about previous Star Wars Battlefront games. It just feels to me like every Star Wars game is the same stuff every time. Here, look, indoor. Now look. <laughs> You're going to do the same thing. And it's always the same set pieces. Except now they look better. Yeah, I I agree with you. There are definitely a lot of Star Wars games, so that tends to happen. Too, but over, too much overlapping. I feel like I didn't feel that way about Star Wars Battlefront 1. Or partially two. More yeah. so one for the set pieces. Oh, yeah. Imagine it's probably one of the first games you could do any of that stuff. I remember playing the Star Wars on Super Nintendo. Oh, man, that one's hard. <sighs> so crazy, that game. Um, another game I, I still keep going back to is Super Ghouls and Goblins. Nice. <laughs> I know how brutal it is, but I remember uh, I finally did it, but then I, I got the bracelet. And then I was finally on the way back and I died. No. I gave it so rough on you. Well, like Battletoads. Battletoads is brutal. Fuck, that was one of those games. Oh, uh, well, dude, you know what? Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, do you want to say anything to anyone? Maybe lead them anywhere to you? Maybe to 
old publications. Stuff for you, maybe something they can check out. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, your Twitter page. You know, yes. You take a lot more of your stuff. Uh, most of the things that I wrote while I was a part of Guardian Liberty Voice, which is the website, GLV, were according to like specific things that were in the news. So, you know, they're not really important now. But oh, some of the other ones were actually like topics of interest, like uh, discussion of what makes a good tutorial in a game or, you know, some things like that. Yeah. So uh, I am Garrett Judy. It's on GLV or okay. Google. Of course, the Twitter tag is exactly the same. G-Bear. Uh, G-Bear uh, yeah. is... Like, also on my Twitter page. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so you can hit me up on there. That's pretty much the most obtainable way to get me. Is it, is it at? At Garrett Judy. At Garrett Judy, okay. Yeah. It's uh, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. J-U-T-T-E. J-U-T-T-E, okay. Totally. Uh, G-T-A. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it. Um, um, <laughs> okay, thanks everyone. All right, see you later, motherfuckers. Goodbye. Peace.